Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. We're back, man. Episode 247. All right. Let's get right into it. Hold on, man. You didn't introduce yourself. Oh, God bad. damn it, DJ. Uh, DJ How y'all doing? This is there. DJ here. My God. I, you it's know what? Been a, it's been a couple weeks. I kind of blame myself, too, because I never gave him an opportunity to say his name. I there said, was a dead spot in there. It was? Yeah, it was a little. Was I will stop fucking up then, DJ. <laughs> get on <laughs> the ball, that's, man. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> we got DJ in the building. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, this is the uh, cautionary tale here, but Christmas parties. Right now is December, and there are a lot of Christmas parties going on. There will also be New Year's parties going on, and there'll be work-related parties. I just want to let you guys know ahead of time, before you think that your coworkers are your friends, at least 75% of them are not your fucking mm-hmm. friends. They, they either want to snitch on you, get you fired, or fuck you. One of, one or the Ooh, other. Wait. Yeah, they, they, man, co-workers are fucking, especially whether men and women working in the same place. It's some sexual juice is being exchanged at some point. Yeah, the proximity is real. Yeah, proximity, yeah. It's like the stock market. Said that ugly girl started looking good. Yeah. You, oh, my God. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It'll be a girl. You'd be like, dang, she good. And then when you see her outside of work, you'd be like, man, I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> because, it's because work sometimes can be a small place. And really, no matter what you are, you only... You only look at who's the best looking person in that space. Mm. So in that space, she's a 10. In other spaces, mm. yeah. She might be a, a seven in or re- six. Yeah, it like you like a you like a you like a big lots 10. Like you're not even a Walmart 10. Yeah. Mm. I need that. If you a target 10, that's different. Target yeah. 10, you could look good in Ooh, any space. Man, yeah. I done seen some motherfuckers at Target. Mm-hmm. I will speak on this as a single man because I'm not gonna get these two involved in that. You know they they're both spoken for. Yeah, I don't even go to Target. But, but with, with that being said, there's some fat asses I in do Target. Go to Target, I go with my girlfriend. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Walmart. I'm a Walmart guy myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Walmart guy, but when you're in a relationship, you just kind of take on the there you characteristics. Go. Of but it. I don't be seeing none of what Eddie is talking about at Target, right, Keith? So I just I just excluded yeah. you from the conversation, DJ. Yeah, he kicked us out of there. I made yeah. it very clear that these two men are spoken for, but it's some fat asses in Target. Yeah, and I've seen them, yeah. and I can smell that popcorn, that fresh popcorn that they make in there. So Target, but back fr- in 2017, I'm just playing. Yeah, <laughs> back in the back in the 99 <laughs> and the 2000, <laughs> the 2000, some fat asses, some fat asses. But not <laughs> right now, some fat asses. asses. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they was twerking on aisle seven like a motherfucker back wow. then. Soft lines. That's they call. That's what they call the parts with the carpet. The carpet in Target. Everything oh. with carpet is soft lines. Everything with, with with the tile is hard lines. I used to work the hard lines. That's funny. I didn't I used know to that. go get the baskets and stuff. Go you're working with some ass here. Got cash here. Go on the stash here. That's oh yeah. man, yeah man. But um, I, I got off the topic with the fucking Christmas parties. When you go there, the, the, it's a it's a this is a cautionary tale. Where did describe the describe these parts? I I haven't ever been to no. I've only had a few jobs in my life, but describe mm-hmm. like where a where the work party is. It is it at somebody's house? Is it at the facility? Uh, or? A, a work party could be in two different places. I think it's even more dangerous when it's at someone's house mm-hmm. versus a, an establishment, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So if they have a work Christmas party and they rent out a hall or something like that. Those are bad because at those parties, that's when they be having management there and employees, right? Mm-hmm. So what's going on is is you got too many different p- 
people mixing in there. And a lot of people don't already like each other, but they're going to these establishments. And then when you're out in the real world, the same people that want to try to write you up or snitch on you, they're like, hey, Kimberly, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Hey, have a drink, have a shot. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. And it'd be motherfuckers probably doing drugs and coke and shit and, and smoking blunts. And then you come in and work on Monday and you got to do a drug test. Yeah, they be yeah. losing their religion in there. Yeah. They, like a lot of times, people that have these work parties, they just want to see how wild you can get. That's all they're doing. You know, and with me, people used to always, when I, I used to work, this is before I was trucking, I used to work at a call center. Motherfuckers used to always invite me, like, hey, yo, we having a party after we get off of work. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. I never went to none of that shit. I never hung out with none of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. None of them. Every blue moon, probably like in the six years that I worked like that, that job, Maybe two times, mm-hmm. and it was always something real light, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. I th- but, huh? Well, I was gonna say I think there's a difference between one of your like coworkers putting it together versus like mm-hmm. the company putting it together. Like okay. where the higher ups will be there no matter where. Because I, I work at I work at a school, and I've only been to like two of the Christmas parties, and one was at a house, yeah, and one was at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and the administration is at both of them, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say, the people are there sometimes to get you to wild out or yeah. to just be themselves. Like you start to you because like I said, I work out of school, so you seeing teachers, right, uh, vice principals, whatever the case, and you looking like, oh my gosh, even like the language is different. Obviously, yeah. like you forget that these people are regular adults. So uh-huh. when you see them drinking, or you see them, or like I had a situation. This was like. Years ago, this might have been like 2017 or 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put that time stamp where on one of the, Yeah, for yep. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where for where sure. one of these ladies. What's up, Janelle? Uh, What's happening? What's up, Janelle? Yeah. Well, I met my girl during the pandemic, so I wasn't at school. <laughs> it wasn't no school when we met. <laughs> but I had like a lady, like one of the ladies uh, ask my age. Oh, and wow. then I say like, I say, at that time I might have said like, like, 20, like 24, 25, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she did a, uh, she gave the other one, like she didn't think I seen it, but she gave the other one a look like, ooh, like basically like fresh fish on the line type <laughs> stuff. But wow. I like ignored it. But you get to really see like, like you say, the, who who the potentially like little freaky ones are yeah. or who the wild ones are, who cuss a lot, who who's an alcoholic, who might be on drugs, like you said. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. just wild out. And then that's also the time where you get to see who everyone's significant other is. I noticed that a lot of, Older women, I would say, I would categorize older women are like, you know, late 40s, early 50s, you know, mid 40s in some cases. A lot of those women are very predatory. And the reason why I say that is because they'll be like, how old are you? Like, uh, I'm 22. They'll be like, oh, my God, you're old enough to be my son. Wow. That's a subtext. They don't yeah, give a fuck. to get these draws. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's but all cu- it means. Cougar, cougars are predators. The mm-hmm. animal that they yeah. <laughs> identify as <laughs> is a predator. So that makes sense for you to say that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's wild, bro. It's like they don't they don't mean that. Like, oh, my God, you're, you're old enough to be my son. Mm-hmm. And it's like now you're baiting me to be like, no, I mean – it's not that's not a problem with me. Yeah, but truth be told, saying. I don't even like you like that. Mm-hmm. So you shooting your shot at the wrong nigga. I'm just here to make my check and go home. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah. Also, uh this one is funny because a lot of a lot of the ladies out there, you think you slick, but at these Christmas parties, if you take your boyfriend or your husband there with you, we get to see exactly who your work husband is. Mm. The nigga that's been like trying to like low-key get your draws and you think that we don't see it. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, and then when we shake his hand, it's always like moist. 
Why, yeah. It's real soft hands. Why his hands clammy? I don't know. This nigga got a bunch of egg salad in his hand or something. <laughs> then he'd be like, hey, what's going on, Brad? He'd be like, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, dude, your wife is hilarious, man. I swear. And he'd be like, nigga, she's not even that funny. <laughs> you just My wife some... ain't never made me laugh. She ain't never made me laugh. <laughs> she tried to be a comedian. I threw fruit at her, man. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is you just be like oh man I know she's crazy right and then you get home and then you, y'all getting undressed from the party and you like so you funny at work right? <laughs> so so I guess you just a comedian now huh? yeah. so 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 you don't need a job because you going on tour huh oh, yeah man. for sure I'd be like I don't believe that because it's only two funny women in the world and my wife ain't one of them <laughs> all you got to do to find your wife's work first of all i'm this is a joke i'm not implying that most women have work husbands but there's a lot of women that do because i've seen it mm-hmm. and that work husband shit is real man it'll go from work husband to fucking real quick exactly too. that it'll don't go. play like don't play like that. don't play That's like wild. that i honestly didn't know this was a thing until oh it's a it's a I real thing it recently yeah it's yeah. a real thing and i've oh man there's some stories it'll get to the point where the work husband get too comfortable and think he the boyfriend now Mm-hmm. Not knowing that, that she got a fucking whole husband at the house. If you got a work husband, you don't like your real husband. And just say that. Yeah, right. Mm. 100%. <laughs> the motherfuckers taking every break, every lunch break together and shit. Mm-hmm. you like, yo, man. I Look, they they making it obvious at this point. They definitely fucking. Yeah. Because like, I done had a work wife and everybody caught us. <laughs> so uh, 2017 again. Six, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, you gotta put this. Anything before what 20, time, this is when it was. was. Like it wasn't it was that might have been about twenty nineteen. But you gotta be if you had a school, you gotta be careful around them kids. They'd be like, Mr. Johnson was in the library with Mrs. Dominguez by herself. Yeah, hey, why is be treacherous? <laughs> <laughs> why is there why is there always a Mrs. Dominguez at every school? <laughs> That's a hell of a teacher name. Uh, yeah. Man. Mr. Johnson was giving Miss Dominguez his Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> Little kids don't know what Johnson means, nigga. Because <laughs> you know, and everything. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I seen Miss Dominguez twerking on TikTok <laughs> in the room that she was by herself. And I, it might be OnlyFans because my mom does the same thing. <laughs> but she gave Mr. Johnson video cred. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she tagged you. And- <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about that teacher, those two teachers that got fired for shooting OnlyFans content at that <laughs> elementary school. Yeah. Like, they they literally went inside the classroom and was fucking, and they got in trouble. That's called, um, in the film world, it's called shooting on location. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they, they definitely did that, and they got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> you know, it, they, they skeeting on the kids fucking, like, how are these kids going to learn? And they got, a, they got yeah. the juices all over the fucking place, man. Yeah, this is nasty, man. Yeah. Wonder hey. why the space bar is sticky on the on the on the Chromebook. Click, 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 click. That's crazy. All my letters are stuck together. I can't hit the space bar, <laughs> Mrs. Pringle. I can't hit the space <laughs> bar. It doesn't Pringle. work. Oh, bro, sticky as hell. <laughs> uh, the mouse just keeps sticking to the table for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Yo, little kids don't got no mercy. They don't realize how fucked up they be sometimes. Because yeah. it'll be a dude with a face, his face like burnt up. You know how mm-hmm. people with the burnt skin, they got like the face mm-hmm. and then their lips kind of like yeah. burnt too. They could just, they'll just like, what happened to your face, sir? Mm-hmm. What happened to you? I know. Yeah. Did you get hurt like that? <laughs> yeah. And the dude will be like, uh, I got, I got, uh, I was in a forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
but <laughs> listen to Smokey Bear. And, uh, <laughs> and what's funny is the parent be trying to stop the kid like, uh-uh, no, no. Melissa, stop, stop. He's like, no, it's perfectly fine. I burn my face in a forest fire. Um, yeah. Me. I'd be like, that's spine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's funny i remember uh my niece hurt my feelings one time i was like i don't know why we were just having a good time i was smiling and she was like why your teeth yellow (laughs) (laughs) i was like dang (laughs) (laughs) you tried to to keep smiling but You'd be like, honestly, I don't fucking know. I need <laughs> to get it. I got to get it clean. Like, Damn, I brush my teeth. Oh man, <laughs> that'll be bad. <laughs> Mommy, why does Daddy's breath smell like poopy? <laughs> Mo- Mommy, Daddy's breath smells like poopy diaper. <laughs> He'd be like, "Damn, that make yeah. Mommy self conscious." Because <laughs> that means kiss, I mean, she kissing her. Yeah. No, because he was licking on her. Not- <laughs> I mean, oh no! <laughs> I mean, I need to wash my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, kids, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They were like, my uh, my daddy has the biggest stomach in the whole wide world. <laughs> like your dad, Santa Claus. What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> we keep jumping off this of the topic. I, I got to share a story about these Christmas parties, man. Um, there's somebody that I know of, and back in the day, I used to work at Sears, like in like 2006 to like 2008, I believe. And it was probably like 2006 at the time, and. We had a Christmas party at Sears, but there was somebody that worked at Sears that used to work with this dude that worked at Target. And back in the day, it was the Sears at the mall, and across the street, it was a Target, right? So he came to our Christmas party. We was chilling and shit. And uh, I ended up leaving, not really early, but I left when it got a little late. And then I heard about what happened, and the dude got so drunk that he didn't go to the actual bathroom, he went in somebody's closet and shit over all the shoes. He oh shit it on all he shit it and pissed on all the clothes, all the shoes. And then after that, like everybody in the department, nobody looked at him the same to the point where the dude had to quit his job. <laughs> and like people would just be whispering when he walked by. Like he was known as the shit the shit goblin after that. <laughs> as the as the fucking what do you the, the shit bandit after that. And the thing about it is the dude was like he was like a ladies' man. Like, all the girls at the job liked him and shit. But nah. after, after he shit all over himself, them girls was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, definitely. He did it. Got that'll right. do do it. <laughs> you seen that one? That'll do it. You do not have to worry about me. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> yeah, man. So just be careful. Don't get out of character. Don't get too intoxicated. Like, you shouldn't be publicly intoxicated Anyways, because you're gonna be at the at the mercy of all these strangers, and they're gonna be videotaping you doing wild shit. I think I think the thing that I notice is like I try to be the same in in every setting. Mm-hmm. So what I see from those type of people is like, and to, and to be a teacher, obviously you're around kids, so you're not gonna be cussing and drinking alcohol and stuff like that. But right. I don't know. It's a certain. I feel like some of them. Have you ever seen like somebody walk into a party with like energy? 
Yeah. Like they almost like, yo, I ain't got to work tonight. I'm good. Like I'm about to get drunk as fuck. Yeah, yo, like, Dan's here. What's up, Dan? Yeah, like party that, starting now. Those are like the like that's like the code switching that goes on. Cause at work they just be chilling. They be stocking the shelves, or if they a teacher, they teaching their kids. Yes. and you know doing the basics, and then they get to the party, and it's just like this is where I can lose all my morals. Right. Yeah. I I hate the people that are overly familiar too. It'll be yeah. like maybe a manager you never talked to. Like ever, and you like might be like, "What's up, man?" And you keep walking, but at the party, it's like, "What's up, my dog? What's up, bro? Yeah. Bring it in here, dog. Bring it in here." And it's like, <laughs> if you don't get the fuck away from me, Bill, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, man? <laughs> We're not even cool like that. Or this is the one that kills me. Oh my god, it kills me all the time. This is not an implication on every white person, but if there's a white person you work with, and y'all just like on a high and by basis, you don't know them like that. And then when you go to a party, they like, "What's up, my dog?" What's up, my dog? Bring it in here, my guy. What's up? What's up, my bro? My brother? <laughs> and then they get this black accent out of nowhere. It's like, dude, if you That's because they went on Google and was like, I already know Eddie's going to be there, so let me get my... Let me, <laughs> let me figure out some of my black vernacular. <laughs> my yeah, black vernacular. I, I, was, I was laughing at uh, the comedian Whitney Cummings. She was talking about like the, like the when she was dating this black guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she and he was an... I guess he was an NFL, like a professional athlete. So not only was he had a lot of money, he was a professional athlete, but he was black. Mm-hmm. And she had her, some of her friends she's known for a long time, introduced them to him. And she said that for some reason, he said they just kept bopping. Like they, she said, they just, they, they wouldn't rest their shoulders. And instead of saying like that albums were being released, now all of a sudden albums were dropping. And oh, yeah, she said they just were switching up. Instead of saying release, they dropped. <laughs> yeah, and she was getting fucking offended. She's like, what the fuck? She was telling her boyfriend, she's like, you don't see this shit? He's like, no, I just thought they were, they're cool with me. I don't see a problem. She's like, I know these people. They don't act like this. It's because you're black. And he was like, I mean, they cool. I, it's it's all good. Like he didn't care. Yeah. In in fairness to 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 people like that at your job though. Yeah. On the flip side, you do it to them every day. You be at work code switching. Like, hey Bob, mm-hmm. how you doing? <laughs> Hello. We kind of do. We kind of do like, code switch. Get, you don't talk like that. So like, mm-hmm. for them to get to the party and co- everybody's confused. Nobody's mm-hmm. being themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. There's some legit. But my thing is, is I'm not into the racial archetype thing though. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna be talking to. You know, Bob right here, I'm like, yeah, definitely, man. Hey, you have a good day. And then I see Jose, I'm like, que paso? What's <laughs> up, my friend? Yeah, I don't, not to that extent. Yeah, that's too much. I think, that's deep. I think, like, I try to be the same in all settings. Mm-hmm. I don't call non-black people nigga. So, like, that's just kind of like, yeah, that's just like. We don't out. use it that much <laughs> anyways. Yeah. 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 When you get around your guys, you might let it fly. But, mm-hmm. like, for the most part, I, I don't be saying it. But, I don't know, it's just. Well, they didn't earn that, Keith. Yeah. That's why you don't call them that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of history behind that word. Yeah, I don't do that to I don't do that to nobody. That's mm-hmm. like me seeing a group of white guys like, what's up, bro? Like, what's going on tonight, man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know some black dudes that literally and, and sometimes it's not fake. Sometimes it's culture. Because I know some white guys that kind of have a black scent, but it's not fake. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they literally grew up with so many black people that that's just how they talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a problem when people's like, yeah, for real. No, I'm saying, bro, like when we at work and we're trying to do our thing, you know what I'm saying, dog? Like, that's for real, man. And I like, I love DMX. I love Tupac. You'd be like, what the fuck does this <laughs> got to do with me? <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
I hate it when when people hit you right over the head with some like racial awkwardness, like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, like they'll see you like, "What's up, dog?" So you listen to Tupac or what? You're like, <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, shut up! You smell you smell Snoop Dogg with one G. Like, <laughs> fuck, Greg. You, don't, you like, don't know for real. <laughs> like Greg, we just fucking met, man. Like, yeah, what? Jesus. Save the racism for later. No, that's not racism. I don't think when white people do that that they're even being racist. I don't. I don't think they are. Some probably are racist, but. Other ones are not. They're just, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, racially oblivious. Yeah. They don't really see a lot of black people. I think that's mm-hmm. a problem with a lot of... You have to understand, Keith, we're only 13% of the whole fucking country. Yeah. So since we're only 13%, there are places where there are literally no black people. And there are certain places where it's all black people and hardly no white people. Mm-hmm. So I, I know some dudes that came here to play football, and it was like white girls everywhere and Mexican people. And they didn't know what was going on. They had hardly seen white people. Mm-hmm. They was like, yo, y'all got a lot of white people here. And it's like, well, she's actually Mexican, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, they think everybody is white. Mm-hmm. Like, this, she's actually Native American. I, I'm a person who, it, it don't even got to be a, a race thing. I don't like when you switch up just because you're talking to me, period. So, like, yeah. if you a, you know, if you're a person who is, let's say you're not into sports, but you know I like sports or play basketball, yeah. whatever the case. Bro, because you're talking to me, we don't gotta talk. You don't have to act like you understand sports. Yeah, we can talk about other things. Like, mm-hmm. or I, I, I've seen like the person that get a, get in certain rooms and they become like a thug because other thugs is in the room. Oh my god! You don't gotta become that. Or now, yeah. now that now we in a different room and yeah, and, and dudes is in here talking about anime and all that. And all of a sudden, you like an anime nerd. Yeah, and so like, but just yeah. be who you are. You don't have to try to relate to. Every, yeah, you shouldn't fit into every single group. That mm-hmm. means it's probably something fake about you. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. you are trying to be liked by everybody. That's not. Yeah, gonna work. something ain't right. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna work. Yeah, but yeah, folks, just be just be uh, be aware of these uh, these Christmas parties. Um, if you're around your family, they already know you You might have something wrong with you. So you don't got to really hide anything there, mm-hmm. right? But when you're out amongst your employees, don't do that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And and if and ladies, if you know your work husband's going to be there, don't invite your boyfriend because we're going to we're going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Even even if it's just your girl, bro, it don't got to be your wife. We know we we know what type of niggas y'all like. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, that dude over there, he's like 6'4", pretty handsome guy. Let's see if he walks over here. Oh, he knows my girlfriend. Oh, oh okay. scouting the competition. Yeah, we know what's going on. <laughs> we know what's going on. It's just like sports. But like, I'm not a hater. I'll be like, oh, he's actually a pretty handsome guy. I've uh, never admit that. No, that- <laughs> <laughs> I can see what she sees in him. Let me go I home. date him too. Yeah, yeah. He's a catch. <laughs> let me go pack my bags. Let me <laughs> Might as well let this, nigga, let this nigga move in. Fuck it. oh man and you know what's funny too and and women be on point when they say this at least 90 percent of the time you may think that women are jealous right when they say this but if your wife or girlfriend tells you that fucking girl's checking you out she likes you and you'll be like what like i didn't even get that like i don't see that at all i don't believe that now hold on bro hold on hold on i i believe listen to that Mm. I, I believe that listen to that the same way women need to listen to us when we be like, hey, no, mm. oh boy, no, trust me, yeah. don't think, don't think that because he's talking to you about whatever that he's not trying to right. get at you. But the the reason I say that is because women gonna say that frequently. So if you keep firing, eventually you're gonna be right. 
Yeah, I don't cause, yeah. I some don't girls know, do think everybody want their man. Yeah, not always, man. But I, yes and no. But I think a lot of times they really be telling the truth because women can see attraction from another woman in you. They can see it. Yeah. The only reason I say that because I've been in situations where I'm like, bro, I haven't said a word to this person the whole evening. If it could be a work party or something like that, you know, I'm like, yeah. I haven't said a word. We haven't even made eye contact. Like, what are you? What are you seeing that I'm not that I'm not seeing? The, it's women will see things that we see in the up, 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 opposite sex. Like women don't have to say anything. If a woman is standing from across the room and she's just looking at you, but then she looks up and she sees this girl like admiring you, looking at you, and then she turns away and she's seen that girl do that shit five times. You don't see it, but your wife seen it or your girlfriend seen it, and she's like, "Hey, that girl over there, she fucking likes you." And this what makes it worse. She pointed at the girl that said, that girl keeps looking at you. And then the girl actually got a fat ass. And now you got to act like you don't see it. <laughs> or, or, she didn't, or she noticed like she noticed like when the girl said hi to you, like she might have like brushed your shoulder or something with her hand. And you didn't even really, it didn't register to you. You thought it was right. just a regular hi. And she's like, why she, she, she stroked your whole shoulder down to your tricep when she said hi? Why did she need to touch you? Yeah, that's true. But the, that, the, the, I don't know. I don't believe it. Because I know, especially being like social media, like, you know, active on social media and stuff like that, it could be any, it could be like somebody just put a crying face in your comments and she'd be like, I think that girl likes you. And I'm like, nigga, I'm funny. <laughs> I understand both because you, you're talking to somebody who, you're talking to somebody where my, where my wife probably... She don't speak on it as much, but like, she she has thought everybody just she think yeah. everybody like me, and I'd be like, oh, girl, man. some of these like you say, nigga, I'm funny. <laughs> but then there was a time where it might have been comments in there, and I'd be like, dang, you accurate with that? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, see what, that's I'm what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. like, but I don't think it's a ninety percent clip. Yeah, I just think high. it's like I don't think it's like seventy then. Oh no, I, I got to do some real research. I'll come back next well, week. Forty three. Forty three is too low. Hey, here's the thing: I, I think they're batting it a little higher because some, some of it is jealousy, but others like it's kind of accurate. Yeah, especially like the aftermath of it. Because what'll happen is, let's say some don't work out with you and whatever girl you're dating, and the same girl that she said like you, all of a sudden the girl is being super active. Yeah, and then like you don't realize it until like you having sex with a girl. You like, right. she was it's right. Not that late. <laughs> <laughs> you made you made like six strokes like damn my girl was right I'm, I gotta call when I get done I gotta call and apologize but oh wait I owe her an apology idiot. you good <laughs> why you didn't tell me sooner you had me at the house arguing oh she was right yo she was right <laughs> was right man uh, oh I owe her an apology a woman's intuition has <laughs> never lied oh I gotta call her back and tell her I'm sorry uh, she was right <laughs> you know what else is funny too as Why men you speak up <laughs> I done divorced my wife arguing about you <laughs> oh this shit is stupid and then look 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 some of it is just obliviousness with us. Like, if we're decent dudes, if we're decent people, we might not know that women want to fuck us because we care about our wives or girlfriends, so we're not really looking at that. A girl could have her titties hanging out, and we like, hey, that, I don't think she like me, babe. She ain't even looking at me. 
Yo, yo. Uh, <laughs> crazy. He was dying. Yo. Jesus. Yo. I really believe that too, though. I just think that a decent dudes. You gonna call your, you gonna call your ex and give her an apology. Hey, look, hey, look I'm sorry, baby. She did like me. <laughs> How'd you know? Well, I, I, just, I just left. I was thinking about you the whole time. Oh, God. I just left. That is I was crazy. thinking about you the whole time. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we all owe her an apology. You good? Oh, How you doing? Man. Uh, that's hilarious, What's hilarious man. about this is I'm sure this is relate. <laughs> this is relatable to somebody. Somebody, this is relatable. That is crazy. This is <clears throat> relatable. I feel like a woman's intuition is probably at least sixty percent accurate. Mm-hmm. At least sixty percent. <laughs> oh man. I think sometimes, sometimes I think it just be too attractive. People, mm. like, you like I know my partner look good, and this mm. person is attractive too. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's why like. That's why I mentioned earlier when I was cracking a joke about the work husband shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you kind of got an idea of what type of dude mm-hmm. or that your girl or wife would probably be around. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yeah, this guy here, that's a good looking dude. And I know yeah. my girlfriend's a good looking person. So, yeah, it's a couple dudes that I've seen that make me want to go get a haircut. I'm like, nigga, I can't be showing up to that. I was like, I, I, can't, I can't be doing this no more. <laughs> this nigga got waves. And see, the fucked up thing is, I, I'm bald headed, so I've got no variety. <laughs> All I got is this bald. <laughs> I ain't got no so if this nigga got hair, I'm fucked. I'm just out of the game. No, nah, what it. you could do is always wear the hat, but get it wavy on the side. Oh, a wave cap hat. Ain't that a bitch? What they, I forgot. They got a name for that. They call it uh, hat fishing. The easy eat. Oh, hat fish? Oh, yeah. Hat fishing. <laughs> I mean, hey, I wear some nice hats. Okay. <laughs> Especially this hat right here. This is the new Trucker's Mind podcast merch. Yeah, man. We will be releasing it soon. Yeah. Uh, can you hand me that white hat over there for the people to see it? I have a whole box full of them, but I didn't want to open it. Yeah, go and toss it here. Oh, perfect one. Um, boom. This is the new a Trucker's Mind podcast merch. This is a really great embroidery, um, a very nice hat, a high-quality hat. We don't sell bullshit here. It <laughs> took us quite some time to get these, you know, get this done, but, yeah, we in effect, man. Mm-hmm. A Trucker's Mind podcast. We'll be releasing it soon. You go ahead and pass that to DJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah y'all can't have this one. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers came out really good, man. It was worth the wait. Yeah. So when you wear these hats, you're not just wearing podcast, podcast merch. You're wearing actually nice snapbacks. Straight. Really nice, mm. s- strong, nice embroidery, too. Yeah. Yeah, and get it get it early. These might be, you know what I'm saying, worth some money later on down the line. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Or you man. can be like, man, I had the first, the, the early stuff. I was on it early. So, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Be ahead of the game. Yeah. You see us yeah. on tour and you're wearing that old Trucker's Mind podcast hat, I will take okay. it from you and give you a brand new one on the spot. Yeah. How about that? So what sweatshop made those hats? Uh, uh, They were brown people, probably Indian, more than likely. Oh. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah, more likely. God bless them. Um, (laughs) Somebody's got to get a press key. Somebody. Shit. You can't have business without oppression. That's just the American way, bro. Mm -hmm. We got to press somebody. Here's the thing, though. It's crazy how we live in a time where, you know, we obviously know that there's been oppression in this country and this and that. But then if we want to start a business, we have to oppress somebody. Yeah. We'd be like, man, this country is racist against black people. And then you got a bunch of brown people making your hats. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's just like that's how it be, man. Ain't no air conditioning in there or nothing. You just mm-hmm. like get my hats now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Um, R. Kelly. Um, he released a new album. Um, it was taken down because it was not authorized. And let me give you some more on this. R. Kelly speaks from prison about surprise album. I didn't drop any music, end quote. R. Kelly isn't admitting a damn thing when it comes to I Admit It album that dropped Friday. Speaking from jail, he calls the recording a plot to screw him over in court. TMZ obtained this audio, um, Ke- audio Kelly's attorney, Jennifer Bonjean, uh, says he recorded Friday shortly after they'd met. Uh, the disgraced singer immediately shuts down the notion he put out any music right now, much less something with lyrics, I admit it, because I, he's trying to appeal his latest federal convention, conviction. Uh, even more mysterious, Kelly seems to insinuate the album recordings aren't even his voice. He says, I hope that's you, nigga. That's you. Um, he says. We've seen I, this story before, R. Yeah, Kelly. come on, R. Kelly. We, you was peeing on people too, man. We've seen it. <laughs> it's um, your brother singing, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, R. Kelly. All right. Um, he says, I hope people recognize my voice and know that he wouldn't be recording in the middle of a legal battle. As we reported, it certainly looked and sounded like he released a 13 album, a 13 track album with the title track addressing many of the allegations levied against him. After just a few hours, uh, though, the project was pulled from Spotify and music and Apple Music as Kelly's label. Sony Music denied any involvement in the recording or distribution uh Distributing it to the streamers. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I was getting jumped into a game. It's like the Crips was beating my ass while I was trying to read that fucking word. All right, well, look here, man. Uh, R. Kelly, that was you in that song. Okay, I mean, you just don't make it believable when you lie. Like his lies are so outrageous. Remember when um uh what's her name Gail was it Gail what's her name Gail King <laughs> mm-hmm. she was talking to him she's like so how do you feel you've been treated I'm fighting for my fucking life <laughs> I ain't doing I did I would never do that you gotta I, do it DJ he's like I, he's a, a hog tie I don't know how to hog tie people somebody, I don't somebody sent something to my phone <laughs> said I hog tied her. Hold on, all that people. I'm like, why would I hold that? I'm like, this nigga. Said, why would I hold that? I don't know how to hog tie people. <laughs> why would I hog tie? I feel like he was falling out of a window. I just, why would I hog that? <laughs> you know what? On that documentary with the with the women on it, like I genuinely feel for those girls because they were young, impressionable. And I feel like they're being brainwashed. But there was one woman on there that I didn't feel sorry for at all. Mm-hmm. And she was older. And she was the one that was braiding his hair. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I didn't see that. Okay, she was braiding his hair. She was like in her 30s or something. And she said, like, I was braiding his hair. And he used to come to the projects for me to do it. And just one day, he just pulled his pants down and just pointed down. And hmm. I'm like, you're just dumb. Hmm. You didn't have to suck that man's hmm. penis. Just because he pointed at it. He just pointed at his dick and you sucked it. You stupid. You could have just scratched it. Maybe it is. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you could have said, hey, R. Kelly, I do hair, not dick. Okay, get out of here. Yeah, but instead, did. you gave him head. He didn't force you to do that. <laughs> Those young girls, I feel, I feel like they were you know, impressionable and young. And he was brainwashing them and shit. But that girl that was like 30-something, I'm like, you was just sucking dick. Yeah, your brain is developed. Yeah, your brain is fully developed. You're doing braids, right? Mm-hmm. 
You gotta have some type of development to do braids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to get on the documentary. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> well, I do have this one story. But I don't know if y'all want to hear mine. So, okay, so I used to break. I used to braid his hair or whatever. Like, and I admit I had sucked it a few times already. But this particular day, he just took it out and pointed. It. He didn't ask first or nothing. And I'm like, don't pull your dick out of here. My baby in there. So, what was the crime again? I mean, like, it wasn't exactly a crime, but it felt like it. <laughs> it felt like it. Because, like, usually I used to ask, can I suck it? This time he told me to suck it. And I was like, that's different. <laughs> and, like, normally he gave me, like, $200, but this time he gave me, like, 150 And I'm like, like, the, what, what, like, is the head, like, better or not good? Like, I don't know what happened. And then, like, he just left. And he just left it all over my face. And he didn't even say thank you or, like, nothing. Yeah, and, like, so. I called the police and they said, like, it's nothing we could do because, <laughs> like, he didn't force it. You, He just pointed at it. And it's like, jeez, yeah, man. See, is- what had happened was, like, I had braided his hair, right? And I was like, dang, so you're not going to, like, give me no tip? And then he like, I got a tip for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, he pulled it out and then pointed at it. And was oh, like, this my- the tip. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh no, that nigga was like, uh, I'm not fooling around with you. <laughs> Yo, the fact that he felt that, it's like you said, he just got to be a, R. Kelly should be in jail. The crimes he committed are like, you know, horrible crimes. Absolutely. But worse than the the, the crimes are the lies. Yeah, like, the lies is but Why would you say, that's not my voice? That's crazy. <laughs> like what? That's like the joke where Kevin Hart said he seen this girl in the trunk and then he asked her about it and she was like, I wasn't in no goddamn trunk. <laughs> like, I saw you see me. Kels, only you sound like you. Actually, yeah. there's a gospel artist, though, named Isaac Carre or Carey or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of his songs, his voice sounds like R. Kelly a lot. But wow. He's obviously singing about the Lord, not little girls. But, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, like, we know it's you. Like, I feel like R. Kelly will see a music video of one of these songs and be like, that ain't me in that video. I got a twin brother y'all don't know about. Like, The shit uh, that's crazy is like, Aaliyah literally had a song called AJ Nothing But A Number. Yeah. That's sick, that's album. man. And he was in the AJ background. AJ Nothing But A Number, mm-hmm. it down, ain't nothing but a thing. And in the background, you just see R. Kelly standing on the wall like this. Yeah, like, like, like he made her sing that. that. Yeah, he's like, I want you to sing this song right here, but I need you to read this because I can't read very well. <laughs> Yeah. How the fuck did he write songs and he couldn't write? You just go in the booth and sing. You know, oh, well, none, Kelly, of, none of the songs are spelled right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the, this nigga has dyslexia and shit. He's writing words backwards and shit. Yeah. yeah. As long wrote, as it sounds good on the microphone. He wrote a five instead of an S. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. That nigga used crayons to write his lyrics. <laughs> that nigga signed his autograph like this. He like <laughs> this. What? Oh, he was eating, he was eating glue and everything. <laughs> I knew this kid when I was uh, when I was back when I was way back when I was in Delano when I was a little kid, and this kid used to eat paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, you, instead of glue, people use paste. You know, yeah. how paste was a little gritty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would just be like, eat paste. I don't get it. I'm like this kid, I don't know where. The, I'm pretty sure this kid is dead by now. Ah, that's crazy. You eating paste, man? What the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Poor kid. Kids be doing weird stuff, eating they boogers and stuff. Oh man, there's a lot of booger eaters when I was a kid. I'm, I don't know what I don't get it though. 
Like, what makes you just want to eat your booger? I mean, shit, probably yeah. was hungry. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these they kids, might, man. They, might, they, might they don't be, want nothing else green. Out. Broccoli, asparagus, nothing. But, but they want to eat booger. your boogers. Yo, little kids will do shit that's, like, wild, and they don't even know it. Like, they will put their hand in their butt in their pants and just start walking. Like, they, just, <laughs> like it's normal to stretch your ass like that. <laughs> I know you've seen that shit before, man. <laughs> 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 it's like, yo, can somebody tell this kid to get his hand out his butt? What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> Mama, I'm hungry, mom. I'm hungry. It's like, bro, get your hand out of your butt. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you doing, Kids man? Kids hate to be called out too. Like they do. You would see that same kid, and he have his hand deep in his booty crack, and he'd be like, "Hey, get your hand out of your your pants." He'd be like, "No, leave me alone. Stop." <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Well, I just told you. Hey, yo, if when kids talk shit, I, I've said some shit to kids before to break their spirit. Cause you got to give them real world like <laughs> <There> reactions. <laughs> no, like no, you that's why you don't work at a school. <laughs> no, that'd be, that, yeah, it was some little some little kid that was in the street and he wouldn't get out the street. And I was like, I blew my horn. I just popped my horn, mm-hmm. and he was just like standing there like laughing his friends and stuff. And then when he finally went by, I was like, man, get your fat ass out the street. <laughs> And he was like, and then all his friends <laughs> laughed. And I was like, they need to laugh, motherfucker. Get out of the street. Yo, they're cute. Like, don't talk to kids like that. ruin his life. Yeah. <laughs> A little kid could be like, neener, neener, neener. That's why you fat. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> I remember like... Um, it, kids be interesting because some of them be a little bit older than they supposed to. I told a joke about this on stage before, but uh-huh. um, I seen this kid across the street and his basketball was flat. Mm-hmm. So you know me being an OG in the neighborhood, I'm like, hey, I got a, I got a pump for you, and then he keep come over and I air up his ball, and I'm like, all right, here you go, little man. He like, all right, thank you, man. He's like, don't let these hoes keep you down, and then he just walked off. What? I was, I was like, this nigga, <laughs> this nigga should be a therapist that nigga, yeah. that nigga was 30 because at that time yeah, at that time they had the hoes keeping you down I don't know what he seen on my face who's the fucking Emmanuel Lewis he, <laughs> he, said, he said you pump my ball up now let me pump you up oh. thank you oh man that was fucking hey. that was fucking Gary Coleman man hey but kids can't deal with kids do be coming at your neck and can't deal with, literally just uh, last it, it might have been Friday mm-hmm. uh I actually t- told this to my family, too. I had a kid. He was going crazy. I, I-, I work with, like, kids with, with behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so he was going crazy on me. And then uh, he stepped on my shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, he stepped on my shoe real hard. And then I, like, moved his leg off of my shoe because he just was standing on my foot. Mm-hmm. And he going to tell me, get your ugly, dirty hands off of me. <laughs> and I was like, well, keep your ugly, dirty shoes off of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, don't go. She's ugly and dirty, and he just started crying. I was like, man. I was like, you started with me. You gotta give, you can't be kissing these kids. These kids ain't the same. Kids were dickheads when I was a kid, but these motherfuckers are assholes. Yeah. You gotta really be like, and I'll whisper to them. They'll be like, fuck you, Mr. Eddie. Fuck you, Mr. Eddie. And I'll be like, that's why I fucked your mom. <laughs> wow. Tupac. <laughs> like, you, didn't, my, you didn't do anything with my mom. You didn't, you don't know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what little kids would do. That's why I effed your mind, you fat mother. <laughs> Tag man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I, I'm not a, a firm. I'm a firm believer in like I, you got to be an adult. You got to respect kids. But some kids are so fucking out of line. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta. 
play dirty with them sometime. You went last in that school, man. I wouldn't. No, and it's the that type of logic. Are different. The rules that are different. That type of logic. You know, some kids you gotta play dirty on. That's exactly how R. Kelly was. I don't playing. like. <laughs> I don't like bullies at all. Gotta play dirty with these little girls. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I do to bullies? I would, I would permanently stop bullying every school. Because what I would do is if a bully is like beating up on kids, I'd be like, man, why are you beating up on David? Go pick on da- on Gabriel. Gabriel said that he got hands. Mm-hmm. And then Gabriel beat him up. I'd be like, see, I told you I asked stop messing with that kid over there. Gabriel probably boxed too. Gabriel man. probably a boxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I go, hey, Gabriel, man, look, I'll give you 50 bucks. If you beat <laughs> I would be incentivizing kids to beat up bullies <laughs> if I was in school. They, yeah. they, 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 I would get in trouble like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yo, before we move on, I got to say this real quick. Back when I was in school, back when it was the, I was in the sixth grade. Well, first of all, it started in the fourth, no, third grade. In the third grade, it was this big old kid named Armando when I lived in Delano. Big Mm -hmm. old. He was fucking massive. Like when we was in the third grade, this kid had to be like five, seven, five, eight already. Mm -hmm. He was fucking huge. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) He was like the bully. He would like do shit like, you know those bouncy balls, the red ones that yeah. like, bing, bing. yeah, he would take those and just hit people in the head with them. Mm-hmm. Kid be minding his business, eating graham crackers. He just hit him in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. Or he played tetherball, very aggressive, where he just hitting kids in the head with the tetherball and mm-hmm. shit, right? I just stayed out the way. I didn't even want to fuck yeah. with Armando, right? So flash forward, I moved from Delano to Bakersfield in 93. Now, in 93, 94, right in there, I go through fourth grade, fifth grade, and then in sixth grade, I go to Walter Stern. Stern is way the fuck out there, like kind of by Foothill, mm-hmm. right? So I go to Stern, and I see this nigga over there in the sixth he grade. He moved to Bakersfield, He too? moved to Bakersfield. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Armando. Mm-hmm. And Armando was probably 6'2". Mm-hmm. And I, in the sixth grade, I was pretty big, too. I was like 5'9", in the sixth grade. Yeah. And I was like, this motherfucker's huge. And I stayed out the way. We never had no beef, but I watched him annihilate people, man. <laughs> he used to just be fucking people up. He'd be like, ha ha, what's up? Mm. The big show. Slap somebody in the head. And I'm just like, this dude, he was bigger than all the teachers and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know where Armando is now, but if he grew to his potential, he might be in jail. I don't know what he's doing now, His but potential was jail. Yeah, he definitely was with the way he was living. He definitely went to jail. Eddie gonna get a call. Hey, Eddie, I just want to let you know I listened to the podcast. That's <laughs> Armando. I've been listening now for two hundred forty-seven episodes. I just want to let you know you inspire me. Oh, I appreciate man. the shout out. I'm uh, I'm down here in. In Alcatraz, Alcatraz, that shit ain't even open no more. That's <laughs> how you know he. At Alcatraz. That's how you know he bad. He in Alcatraz. <laughs> God damn. My bad. Sorry for whoever listens. I don't know why Armando had that accent. Yo, that's wild. <laughs> Wasco, ain't it? not Delano. Delano, yeah, yeah, bro. Dude is bi- somewhere big as a motherfucker. Sound like mm-hmm. Arla Bow Caller. <laughs> oh, this is Armando. Uh, the, I want to just <laughs> want to give a shout out to Eddie McGee. I'd be like, yo. <laughs> First of all, if I'm talking to him, I'd be like, hey, are you ever getting out? He'd be like, nah, I got life. I'd be like, all right, hey, man, you was always fat, bro. You was always. <laughs> you just hang up real fast. He's going to hang up real fast. Hey, Hello? man, fuck you, man. He's beating up all those kids for no reason, man. <laughs> Dang. That was crazy times, man. <clears throat> Sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Wild, man. All right, switching gears. Uh, Deion Sanders. <clears throat> Recently. Deion Sanders, the head coach of Jackson State, 
um, left Jackson State and went to Colorado uh, to coach the Buffaloes. He's been getting a lot of flack from, you know, mainly black people. Um, what I've seen in the media and a lot, some people feel like it was unfair that he left the team and whatnot. Um, and I'll, I'll leave with saying this. When it comes to Dion, I feel like Dion, he gave a lot to that school. When he came in, they had improper facilities. Um, I don't think they had an outdoor track at the time. I don't think there's a lot of shit they didn't have at that at that institution. And he also donated a lot of his own money to help them build these facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if Jackson State did enough to keep Dion. Um, and I and what I also don't know is why so many and I gotta call my people out why so many black people are putting their expectations on Deion Sanders. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the right to tell somebody what they should have done or what they should have represented. I'm not in a place to do that. At the end of the day, the man still has a family and still has a lifestyle. You know, you guys are paying him what two hundred ninety thousand. You know, and he went somewhere where he makes over five million a year. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you fucking leave too? Especially if you're not really being appreciated. And I listened to Dr. Umar call him like, he is a sellout for the white man. He went from a black college to a white institution and the institutionalization of the black. It's like, shut the fuck up. It ain't that deep, buddy. Okay? I'm not putting my expectations on you, Dr. Umar. You're you're super pro-black and that's fine. That's cool. But I don't think that gives you the right to literally call somebody a sellout or Uncle Tom. He's actually active in this new community over there. Have you seen it? Dion. Dion is going to restaurants. He's raiding the restaurants and he's interacting with the people. He's doing the same thing at the black college that he did with this school, which is predominantly white, but he's mm-hmm. actually he's 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 rubbing shoulders with people and meeting people. And they love him. Yeah. You, you know, it's so it's Dion. like it's Dion, but it's like the same shit he did at the black college. He doing it at Colorado. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, man, shout out to Dion, bro. I'm I'm glad he did what was best for him and his son. I think his son's going there too at quarterback. Yeah. So and he, he's bringing Travis Hunter with him at corner. Mm-hmm. And he's getting some top recruits. I think he's bringing like, he's bringing a handful of dudes. Yeah. I think he's bringing that good linebacker too. Did you see the little speech? He's oh, like, yeah. He said, I'm coming. He's like, I just want to let y'all know I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> you know, y'all didn't win a lot of games last year. But, you know, I'm going to just let you know right now, if you don't like what I'm bringing, because I'm coming with, with somebody, um, you could go ahead and hop in that portal. The quarterback coming. I'm just letting you know I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And then you see the face of the college student. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, won, you won one game last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the program is not that great. So I think he, he definitely going to go in there and change some stuff. I, I think he has a – a very unique way of like just setting the tone. Yeah. And he did that off the rip. Like, so them kids know come whatever time they got to report to the program in the summertime, like that is business, you know? Yeah. And they, got, they can't wear no hats in the, in the meetings. All kind of shit. Yeah. So he definitely like he raising them into like me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that I would say I, I see both sides. I see that um, in terms of the, amount of uh eyes that he brought to jackson state and just hbcus he changed the conversation <coughs> to where even basketball players was thinking like yo it would be dope for mm-hmm. me to go to an hbcu um 
And, you know, what he did there was great. I, I don't know what he promised that program, you know, because a lot of people are speaking for him. Like, he's promised these kids that That's he would like, sit there for four on. years. And I, I can't say that because I don't know if he literally said that. But he said he would entertain <clears throat> going to another place if the, <clears throat> if, the, if, the, if the occasion was right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if he said that, <clears throat> then people got to stop treating it like he promised Jackson State that he was going to be there forever. I think it would have been cool because he just – like the the energy that he brought to an HBCU and even the potential of changing that program to being because I think they're in the um, I think they're D1 AA. So I think they play in the football championship series, um, which is like a, you know, it's a step down from like the USC's and, you know, right. all these other schools, um, you know, even the potential of entering into the D1A, you know, not necessarily playing in that championship series. So, you know, that just. I I was just curious to see like what it would have like what would have happened if he stayed there you know the type of kids I you know year after you know if he was five, he was there like six seven years like the type of recruits that he would be able to pull down there them playing bigger schools them playing a Pac twelve school or something like that um, yeah. just seeing what that would be like but I just think at the end of the day like if he didn't say that. That I'm staying here for X amount of time. Yeah. And also that there, there's speculation about, you know, there may be um certain money missing or, you know, maybe some failed promises on the on the, on the, on of the, the school yeah. and, the, and the program and stuff like that. If that is the case, then I can completely understand, you know, because I, I was uh even um Dr. Umar, he was saying <clears throat> I was trying to build my school and we had the money and we had the money for a oh, long time. Oh yeah. Uh my bad. Um, but um, I had the money for a long time, but I tried to hire like black contractors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was, you know, failed promises, mm-hmm. them taking the money, them not fulfilling. All. So he I eventually went to to other people to get it done. So, you know, same thing. I could see that with Dion where he like, yo, I want to build this program up. But behind closed doors, it's a lot. That's a lot going on that I can't really speak on because there may be legal issues or, you know, something like that. Um, but in terms of him, him just moving. Um, it it's it's the it's the name of the game, it's, yeah. which is unfortunate because I know I was telling you guys earlier, like when I went to New Mexico State, I was there for like two and a half years, and you know Braxton went to school school there as well, and he had a new coach every year, you know, so it's just like that's just kind of part of some some programs will only be like stepping stones. Like yes, the coach that was coaching there, one of them. Um, this coaching at UNLV now and mm-hmm. you know those are bigger conferences bigger schools and stuff like that so that's just kind of how it goes but I, I think I think even that short amount of time that he was there he did like he brought so much energy he brought so much attention brought so much money to where you got Snoop Dogg at the games mm-hmm. and, and Rick yeah. Ross and all these different people so um, I think <clears throat> another thing that um people fail to realize too is that that wasn't his first option and even shannon sharp was talking about you know and, and janelle was talking about how like savannah state I heard yeah you guys talking about yeah that. like you know it, it wasn't you know generally at hbcu is not people's first options it's kind of like they they plan b's and you mm-hmm. know he, he was trying to get the job at florida state but they gave it to somebody else so and then he you know he fell to jackson state so it's like it sounds good but i think one thing we got to stop doing as black people is just stop like we got to stop Telling people what to do with their lives, yeah, huh. what you know? what they money more specifically, yeah, because yeah. they they keep number one, 
he could have told them all those things, but he's also a human is entitled to change his mind. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Or when circumstances change, he can change again, change his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also the money thing where people are saying he did it for the money. And my response to that is so, because ain't none of y'all in position where you're in a business where you know it, it pays this amount and you're great at that job. Let's say the coaches on my level make this amount, and I'm making two hundred fifty thousand a year. Paid, and y'all man. don't know the work it, that goes into this, the money it costs. Mm-hmm. I'm setting it up where they got, where we getting to travel uh, on planes for lower prices. I'm making sure the kids all got suits. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm barely making this money, and I'm giving up half of that salary mm-hmm. to do all these things already. So yeah. to tell me that I'm wrong for going from two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to go to a better job for five million a year. All of y'all saying that, uh, number one, most of y'all have no money. Mm-hmm. Number two, most of y'all, if y'all was in that same position, let's remove yeah. the job. Let's remove it, not even a coach. Who who would turn down a job for $5 million a year versus $250,000 a year? $250,000 is great. Mm-hmm. But most people not turning down, especially if it's the same job. You want me to do my same job and just move to a different state and do that same thing? That's number one. But number two, and more importantly to me, is... Um, we as black people have to stop doing this. We have to stop uh, speaking on how we don't get these opportunities. And then when we get the opportunity and somebody takes it and be the first, now somebody is a sellout. That's not cool. First of all, the word sellout, like what is Deion Sanders a sellout for taking the job? What about, because to me a sellout means you have this type of character or these type of morals. And then when, opportunity or money or whatever the case came about, you completely switched up who you were known to be. Deion Sanders would be a sellout if Deion Sanders went to Colorado and wasn't being Deion Sanders. If he got up there right. all of a sudden and was like, well, you know, we're just going to bring the kid to the program and we're just going to hopefully like, oh. we get some guys and, you know, and like he's being himself still. So where yeah. did he sell? He didn't, a sellout is like soldier soul. He yeah. hasn't done that yet. Or we haven't mm-hmm. seen him do that. So, Stop saying sellout just because a black man goes and gets a big opportunity with a white company or a white team or a white whatever. Those opportunities would be looking for because now he can reach back yeah. and I grab. Think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. He can reach back and grab people. He yeah, can bring in assistant doing. coaches mm-hmm. that because a lot of times as an assistant, I've seen this in the NBA, a guy will get hired just because he was a great coach like Greg Popovich of the Spurs. You were Greg Popovich's assistant? For two years, three years, four years, I'm about to give you an opportunity just because what I know of him as a head coach, so I know his staff is great. Mm-hmm. So when Deion go to Colorado and they start winning and he got all these black assistant coaches coming mm-hmm. with him, they might get opportunities at bigger schools now. And yeah. then maybe eventually NFL job or mm-hmm. whatever the case. I think that all relationships, especially as a coach or you know whatever you're offering to the school – uh, they should be symbiotic. So yeah. if you're not getting back anything, if you're giving, and they're like, "Well, Dion's rich," you know, well, De-, like, I mean, you, he's a grown man with a family still, and yes, he played <laughs> exactly. in the NFL, and yes, he's made a lot of money. But who are you to like determine what he's supposed to do? Yeah, you pay him this money. Your institution is is not fit for the team when he comes in. He changes that. He he asks for donations. He gets around all these people. Um, he makes some massive changes. They get a lot of respect. They got new gear on everywhere they go. They got brand new shit on everywhere because they're getting different like deals with clothing and stuff. Or think were they at, with uh, Under Armour is who they were with? I think so. Yes, they get all this different shit. These helmets. They got all these. They had the most outfit changes besides Oregon. 
It was Jackson State and, after Oregon. And correct me <clears throat> if I'm wrong, those things don't change because he left, right? We better hope they the, don't. The, if they don't, the facility upgrades, all those things. I They're heard, still there. They're still yeah, there. Yeah, I heard Inky Johnson say, uh, um, leave this place better than we, when you found it. And he did yeah. that. Literally did that. So that, oh, that's true. Yeah. Some people said, like, in terms of that, but, like, some people say it's simple. I know there's people that practice, like, leaving restrooms cleaner. Yeah, like, yeah. The, and that was the example he gave was, like, the, uh, the, the bathroom on the airplane. When he walked in there, he's on his way to, like, Tennessee or somewhere to visit mm-hmm. when he walked in there the bathroom said uh you know leave the restroom cleaner than when you found it so that mean you know i didn't throw that whatever on the ground but if i see it i should pick it up and throw mm-hmm. it away mm-hmm. uh, and that's what Dion did he mm-hmm. came in there and completely upgraded that program it wasn't up to Dion to go upgrade every hbcu across america yeah that that's a whole attitude it you know this stuck out to me right now when you said that um, safety, Ed Reed, right? We all know who Ed Reed is, or if you're yeah. a football guy. Um, it was the year that they were um, they had a very dominant defense. And uh, there was, I guess there was these firefighters, I think they were, firefighters or volunteer firefighters um, that were, you know, helping clean a facility for some reason. And um, people would, like, cut their tape off their wrist or their ankle, and it would be, like, tape on the ground, this and that. And Ed Reed was getting pissed off because he was seeing grown men picking up after other grown men. Mm-hmm. And he said, if we want to go to the fucking Super Bowl, y'all need to pick y'all shit up. Yeah. Stop leaving your fucking cut off tape on the ground. When you get your ankles taped, put that shit in the trash. Yeah. Clean up after yourself. You want to win a Super Bowl, it's the small, it's the tedious details yeah. that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, if you're a grown man or you want to be a leader in some way, how do you lead? From the front and by example. So if you got tape and shit all over the place and you allowing a grown man to pick up your trash, how the fuck is that a winning attitude? It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like Dion literally embedded that in the culture. You know what? I never heard a con- I never heard this conversation out of all these different talking heads, right? Whether it's ESPN, whatever. Yes, he went to an institution that's predominantly white, right? Okay, fine, whatever. But let's say this: Are we skipping over the fact? That this white institution looked at a black college that's basically off the fucking grid, right? In Jackson, Mississippi. In Jackson, Mississippi, they looked at this college that's off the grid, and they paid attention to the work that Dion did to improve the facilities and the program and everything, and they took a coach from a black college. That says more about Colorado because they could have said, oh, he was just at a black college. We don't really need to get Dion. We could find somebody else to give them a shot. The competition wasn't that great. It wasn't that great over there. But instead of doing that, they looked at that college and gave him an opportunity. This is a lot about Colorado. I know they won. I know they won only one game. But think about that. Like that says a lot about Colorado to look at Dion's work Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this guy did a lot with a little. He's the first yeah. ever to be pulled up from HBCU to a P, to a PWI. That's because he fucking earned it, not yeah. because he's Dion. He earned it. Yeah, I, I think that. I think that um, the Dion Sanders is going to be Dion Sanders regardless of where he goes, and I think that what I was trying to get at earlier was like you can only do so much in in a given space, if that makes sense, right? So um, Trey Lance was, what, number three overall pick? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So, and he went to, he was in the football, he was in a D, uh, Division One AA. Mm-hmm. Like, you have like, uh, there's a ceiling, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. There's a ceiling that Deion Sanders is going to bump, bump into because he's in, one, he's in D, D1 AA, mm-hmm. and he's also at a HBCU. So it's not even like North Dakota State, which is like, Every year they got people going to the NFL. Right. He's at like a HBCU and he's at, you know, he's in the um, D1AA. So it's like I think that sometimes sometimes people want the opportunity to really like spread their wings. And he don't want to like – some of that may have been like, yo, I don't want to like limit my potential of really like maximizing what I can do. I want to be the national champion. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. want to be the best football program in a – collective of not very good you know underfunded football programs you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so i think that there there might be some of that like it's like you don't want to you don't want to play small ball you want to be like you want to be playing with the big boys like we don't want to be like this podcast it's just cool in bakersfield like we want everybody in the world to listen to what we have to say yeah Yeah. but also go ahead man uh, well also with with that uh let's say dion let's say it's not even just about dion for dion Maybe it is thinking about the kids because going to Colorado doesn't change the kids. He can go recruit. He can go to the exact same hoods and recruit mm-hmm. the exact same kids because he has the power to do so. But now when he's recruiting them, he recruits them to a, to a place where, like, look, man, I can really get you to go pro from here. Because mm-hmm. no matter who is coaching, those kids will still, like, like you say, a D1AA. So, like, NFL teams, I guess the politics of it, whatever the case – they are looking at it different because, like, man, you did show out. You did excel. You are a great player. But you also played – the level of competition you played was not the same. Mm-hmm. So we can't get it – like, we didn't get to see you play against Alabama mm-hmm. where we know NFL players is coming from. So now Dion can go to them, them, them same places where those kids is trying to go pro mm-hmm. because as an athlete, your goal is to go pro. Dion is in a place now where he can really, like, man, you really got a shot at going pro from here. And it won't be like a struggle. It's yes, Jackson State was great, but like I don't know. It was still, especially. It's a bigger struggle going to the league from there than it is from Colorado. There's just going yeah. to be questions. Like his son is, um, his son is a good quarterback, and some people think that he should have been in the Heisman conversation. But also, it's like I don't know. Like he not he, he not he's, playing them, dude. No, yeah, it's like man. these these cornerbacks are not as good as they're going to be in the Pac-12, and you know, there's always going to be that conversation there. Yeah. So, so now he could go show that against mm-hmm. them Pac-12, mm-hmm. whatever schools. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I kind of lost my train of thought. I was thinking this. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think that this may have opened the floodgates for for um, HBCUs to almost turn into JUCOs. A lot of Division One like guys that either something that they didn't even make grades or uh, whatever the case. Bakersfield College, for example, there's been a lot of NFL players that have went through Bakersfield College, yeah. but it was it was like the the stop before they went and it used their last two years of eligibility. Imagine if you go to Oregon, right? You go to Oregon and you're a third string running back and you're not going to get any burn, and you say, you know what, I could either get out of here in the portal and go to a junior college, or I could go to Jackson state and start yeah, and look yeah. really good. And I could go to Jackson state and go for either one or two years, or I could try to go through the draft through there. And if that don't work out there, I still have the option to go 
to Alabama from Jackson State. So now you could turn these HBCUs into a hub of very talented athletes, not just black athletes. If you look at Dion's roster, it was a lot of white guys on that team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go look at that roster, it's a bunch of white dudes that transferred from Division I colleges and went to Jackson State. This is what people don't catch. Mm-hmm. Dion just wants good players. If you look at if you look at Dion's um, assistant coaches, a lot of there was white guys on there too. So yeah. it's like he just wants. Even at a black college, you would think that the whole staff is black, and mm-hmm. that's not the case. All the students at black colleges aren't even black. No, exactly. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a lot of white kids that go to HBCU. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you remember the show on BET back in the day. It was called College Hill. Yeah, I, heard. I I I never watched it, but I remember it. Yeah, it was some white dudes on there. They mm-hmm. but they was like they white, but they like not really white. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just like was Creole, with a different. <laughs> it was like with a different black girl every episode. Yeah, it's like yeah. yo, this Shanika right here. This is my girl. Yeah, yeah. this is this you date is, your environment. This is Tam- Tamisha right here. I just met her last night. <laughs> they was like, I don't know what it is about Bradley, but he like just like I don't know what it is. I don't even like white dudes. He got a little <laughs> swag to him. Yeah, that- <laughs> That's black women need to stop capping, bro. They know they like white guys, bro. Yeah, black women be liking white dudes, acting like they don't. Like I just couldn't do it. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And they'll turn right around and be like, I love John B. <laughs> or like that dude that store like Chris Hemsworth I don't know what it is it's like why don't you just admit that you find them attractive too he can lay his hammer on me any night <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> hey yo <laughs> hey yo uh, I know Greg don't be putting seasoning on this chicken but like <laughs> we I like I would give it a shot you be like hey. oh god <laughs> there we go the only uh, thing I would say about the the I wouldn't want that like like I, I the bounce back thing makes sense in terms of like the kid going to Oregon and right. not, you know, like a guy, imagine a guy like uh, Cam Newton. There he you got go. kicked out of he got kicked he went out of to Florida. a JUCO. Yeah, he went to a JUCO, mm-hmm. um, and then he went to Auburn. Yeah, but Cam um, brought a lot of swag to Jack, uh, Jackson State. Cam, yeah, that would have been crazy. Would have been <laughs> stupid crazy. You know who I would? You know who I would really get? And I don't know how good the kid is. But the the kid that said nigga, the the kid from the Florida, white kid, fuck yeah, yeah, I would get, get him. him at like Jackson State or something. I don't know how good he is. he good enough to go to Florida. Get him to Colorado. His, oh, his or, son, is yeah, there. his son is. I don't know about that, but in in Jackson State, I'm saying like mm-hmm. a HBCU that might be, yeah. and then do a whole little cultural appropriate. I'm not cultural. I mean, a, a cultural lesson. lesson, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I think it, I think mm-hmm. they overlooking Dion's work though. Yeah, like, they are. Even the social, but Dion he, Sanders oh. is not. Like what was D? De- Nobody was looking for Deion Sanders before he started coaching them. Before he, he started coaching, coaching Jackson State, he was like coaching that. youth. But, was but he wasn't was like Deion Sanders became a bigger name social media wise. As a, but that stuff is work. Deion Sanders makes sure he gets on camera and does these things. Deion Sanders, like you say, is walking around Colorado doing pop ups and he's not sitting in the house saying, "Man, I'm Deion Sanders. I was a great NFL player. They're gonna come to me." Yeah, he not. Yeah, his, that um, man is putting it. He's using social media. He as on a social media, like yo, y'all. If you, if you good, pull up. It's a recruiting tool. Yeah. I'm not hard to find. Yeah, it's, he's using it as a recruiting tool. So Coach Brown, he, he's doing what <laughs> he's really shifting. Uh, he's shifting the way coaches are gonna have to approach recruiting. Yeah, going forward, which is to use social media, just like the rest of us have to do for whatever we want to pursue. He's he's just really the first to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was looking crazy. They gonna be real mad when other NFL players decide. Like, look, man, I'm. Not, well, can you imagine Ray Lewis as a coach? 
Man. His, his thing, social media go crazy too. And people will go play for that energy oh, as well. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. don't let, you know, I don't know. I'm going to say Ocho Cinco, but he played too much. Nah. But, it, it, the thing with shit, Dion is him. like, one, he a grinder. Like, yeah. he, he, he at the game, like, like I, okay, we won. Like, hurry up. I'm going to Colorado. Yeah. You and at the ba- and then he had the basketball games. He, mm-hmm. bro, Dion is He's pulling up with his son and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. his son, um, or his sons, because I think one of them is still staying at Jackson. Oh, I didn't know that. One one, one plays them. safety and another one yeah, is a quarterback. One is a safety. I don't know if the safety is coming. I think his eligibility might be over. He might I think he might have been a senior this yeah, year, but I'm not sure. But basically, uh they they're pretty self disciplined. Cause I remember um he had a Colorado hat on his son Shador, the quarterback. And then the older brother Shiloh was like, Hey man, um, we still got a game left. You need to take that hat off. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had a Colorado hat. He said, No, you got to take that off. We mm-hmm. got another game yeah. left, man. You can't be in here doing that. And then uh, it was another like a, a a snippet for Dion. Dion was out there shooting hoops at the at the Colorado facility. He shot like an air ball. And then someone was like, Hey man, don't do that. Don't do that no more. Here, do it again. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel yeah. like they got that. That that um, where you can check me if I'm out of place. Too. Right, right. He's like, hold hey. me accountable. Yeah, son was like, hey, don't do that no more, man. Mm-hmm. And he gave him the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be my. It's son. interesting because those are the younger sons. Exactly. Like, Deion yeah. Sanders, his son went to Houston, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, I don't think he was as good as as his younger brothers, mm-hmm. but it's it's you see, like they really, it's not, it's not anything, not, nothing was given to them. Like they really are out here grinding. Mm-hmm. They're not living off of the name. They really, you know. Now his son does, one of his sons, the older one, I think his son's probably, might have been in his 30s or late 20s. Mm-hmm. The one, he does all the social media. Oh, Deion Sanders Jr.? Is that it? Yeah. I think, he might be like my age, so I think he's probably like in his late 20s or some, somewhere in there. Yeah, he does all the social media. Mm-hmm. Shit, he, I think that the oldest one is probably right at my age, around my age. That's a yeah, older one than that? It might be. Oh, he I got a know Deion Sanders He got a Jr. daughter that's older. Uh-huh. Yeah, Deion got hella kids, man. He was busting a lot of nuts back in the day. <laughs> he's like, look, I'm Coach Prime. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> You want to come to Colorado State? I need to meet your mama first <laughs> to see how she is as a person. Like, I don't want to do nothing sexual or nothing. Yeah. Dion got to, hey, I hope he don't get involved in no scandals. Please, Dion, don't it's do it. Be ugly. He's like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of thick white women out here, man. I'll tell you right now. That nigga going to be somewhere talking about, ooh, I got to apologize to my wife. I got to call my wife after this. <laughs> look, I, look, Coach Prime ain't trying to get in no trouble, but this white girl got some yams on her my head. <laughs> Yeah, he is speaking cold. Can I get to the yam? Can I get to the yam? Sweet. It got a nice surface area on that one. Yeah, I'm surprised, man. <laughs> they don't be putting no seasoning on their food. <laughs> These white girls built different out in Cause Colorado. Because that's how he taught, like, who was it when, uh, like, Christian McCaffrey ran, like, a 4-3 or something like that? It wasn't that. Christian. It was, a, it was a DB. It was somebody else. Oh, it was another guy. And he was like, I'm surprised he was going that fast. He's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say why, but I think we all know why I'm saying that. I'm surprised he could move like that. <laughs> Yo, it's yeah. some fast white boys, bro. Don't don't get it twisted. I think it'd be a lot of black dudes front on white dudes, and then they, they fuck around and find out. Because <laughs> McCaffrey did it today. He stiff on the motherfucker. He stiff on the motherfucker and ran for like sixty yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the one thing that's sad. Before we move on, there has not been a starting white corner in the NFL since Jason Seahorn. Hmm. That's the last corner to start in the league, bro. I believe yeah. that. That's wild. I wonder why that is. Seahorn was elite too. Yeah, it's some, he just it's, don't really see. White, I, uh, white. There's not a lot of. Let's just be honest. There's not a lot of 
even McCaffrey. <laughs> a white it's running back is it, it, it looks rare. Yeah, it's very it's very rare. Like mm-hmm. all the all the positions that's like skill positions usually go to except quarterback. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, I disagree because the the tight end position is dominated by big white dudes. That's yeah. like a half a skill position. <laughs> that motherfucker's big. Kelsey. That's a lot of white boys to play tight end. Yeah, tight end, uh, linebacker, linebacker, O line. That's that's yeah. O line is O line is a skill position. Sure. I don't care what anyone says. Skill O line is a skill position. If O line is a skill position, everybody is a skill. No, position. it's skill because, dude, uh, as an offensive lineman, you literally can. Win every battle and you lose one, and it's the literal the literal difference between winning and losing. Your, your hand placement is important because I played O line before and it mm-hmm. was it was very difficult. You know your feet, you know your yeah. splits. It, it requires skill, but it's not considered by definition. A, it's not a skill. Yeah, position. it's not like it's an important position. It's you the most skill get, position. Ain't no, o, ain't no O lineman getting endorsements. Like the, the 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 white players that play positions are usually quarterbacks. And they be, like if they're it's super popular for like, you know, mm-hmm. being a running back, a receiver, a corner, a safety. They getting they all usually, the commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. a, it's some receivers that don't get no real push, but they good. Like Adam Thielen is a real good receiver. Uh, what's his name? That got off in the Super Bowl. Got Super Bowl Cooper, MVP. Cooper, Cooper Rush. Cup. Cooper Cup, not yeah, Cooper Rush. Who's Cooper Rush? Cooper, Cooper Rush is the Cup. quarterback from the fucking Cowboys. No, nah, oh, yeah. it's Cooper Cup. He got yeah. busy. Cooper he Cup, Cooper but they be fronting on him because he white. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, Cooper Cup be getting good. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, actually, he's really good after the catch, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I uh, Steve Smith said, like, if I had to say who the best receiver in this draft, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. And they was like, man, Steve Smith don't know shit about. about yeah, the, they was talking crazy. They talking about crazy about Steve, and he was like, oh, told you so. Cause yeah. Steven Cooper He's Cup. A receiver. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> why would you argue yeah. with him? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, how are you going to tell me what I see? Yeah. Like, come on, man. I feel like, I mean, even me playing football, like, when I see, like, when I see a football, mostly, like, the positions that I played, I can tell somebody, like, very young, like, oh, he's going to be, he going to be solid. Like, yeah. to, uh, to uh, how you say his name? To the, a Vialoa? No, the, got the safety on our team. What? Uh, the safety on the 49ers. Oh, uh, 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 oh, you, oh, damn it, what's his name? Whoever his name is, yeah, number 29. About, I, I, it'll come to me. When I seen him, his rookie year, I was like, he legit. And yeah. You know, he turns <laughs> he out. He like LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what if you saying LeBron be lying? Yeah. <laughs> when I seen him in second grade, I knew yeah, he was going to be special. Yeah, LeBron just be saying shit. And then they make it <laughs> yeah, fun of LeBron, yeah. too, because when he be singing along with lyrics, he just be saying anything. Yeah. yeah. They say it was like some song from Black, and he was like, that sounds crazy. Yabba ba da ba da ba da baby. <laughs> and it was like, LeBron, stop acting like you know the fucking words to the songs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Tonga, something Tonga. I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot. I be having, when you, when you, uh, you get older, you start drawing a lot of blanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. I think one day, one day I want to get back into like football in some capacity. I think it'd be cool to like. It's just too much of a commitment, but it would be cool to be like a little. His uh, name is was it Talanoa? Talanoa Hufunga. Talanoa Hufunga. Yeah, yep. yeah that yeah. motherfucker is he's really he's, good. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. Right, let's not drag this on, Dion. We wish you the best, man. Um, yeah, I'm I, excited I, to see what that looks like. I know he's. I know he's going to be successful. I don't think he's going to be successful. I know he is. You could hear it in his voice when he Look, said, "I'm coming." I was like, "Nigga, I believe you." I'm coming, y'all. I'm telling you right now, I'm coming. 
I'm about to bust. <laughs> I, knew, I was trying not to be the one. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to have a full-fledged orgasm with this program. <laughs> These young men going to learn. I'm telling you right now, we're going to show up to work every day. Every day. We're going to come every day. <laughs> when I say E, y'all say ejaculation. E, ejaculation. E, ejaculation. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yo, the the social media for the actual campus is really exciting. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm probably gonna end up following the social media <laughs> mm-hmm. just because he's influencing their social media. Yeah, you know how need... you know how they have their own social media, yeah, like, like the school. college. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like now it's like showing like Prime, which is like his own like likeness. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I, that I don't about think... to turn that into a HBCU. Crazy man, I think that it's gonna be all type of niggas there. Yeah, <laughs> babe, I don't think that... at the games. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been this like type of excitement from like a football coach going to. There's some hate, obviously, just because niggas is mad. But like, there's only a couple, um, like really like superstar head coaches. Like maybe like a, a Jim Harbaugh. That there was a little bit of noise around him mm-hmm. going to Michigan, but like in recent years, it hasn't been like a huge hiring like Dion, you know. Yeah, especially probably, at a program that's like not really that great. Probably ever because Dion mm-hmm. is using social media the way he is. It would have been a big deal if he was just winning and got mm-hmm. hired. Yeah, it'd been like great coach. Or because in the case of Harbaugh, he went from NFL mm-hmm. down to college, so that was a big deal, obviously. But Dion is using social media to where people who don't even watch football. Because I'm yeah. not going to hold you. I, I never watched a single Jackson State game. Mm-hmm. People I feel who, like I have. People oh, who, yeah. who aren't even watching college football know Deion Sanders for this. Mm-hmm. So he's like in a different type of celebrity than most coaches. Yeah. 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 I just want to see what it look like. Because like, he's he going to bring that energy. Goes like, Brian. Ding, 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 ding. He was like, yeah, just that, that energy going to bring to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. What if the theme music changed, though? It was, was like, give me my theme music. And I miss you. <laughs> and I want you. <laughs> and now I wonder. Hmm. You're like, this nigga changed. <laughs> that nigga That's different. <laughs> That's when I'd be like, Dr. Umar, you were right. <laughs> Dr. Umar, you were right. Yeah. This nigga's a sellout. That's hilarious. But I like the song too. <laughs> he said, <laughs> like, now I'd be crazy, like, give me my theme music. And then he just start playing Blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, you got a great. <laughs> You got a great Deion Sanders impression. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he sound like him. Like, you out there, you know, you would tell one of the offensive linemen, like, look, man, look, you got to get in your stance. Like, you a real heavy guy, you know, you thick, like your mama. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? we keep making Deion just be a. Now, Deion is a freak. Then yeah. got Brittany Renner on campus. Yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Deion has been, a, Deion literally was out and he said, that he had a sex addiction. He's addicted to. He said, oh, yeah. "I would." He said, "I didn't have no drug problem. I didn't really drink, but I just had an addiction to women." And it's like, I really hope he could control himself because he gonna end up in some shit. Because he, he, it's some, it's literally video after video. Of Dion saying like sexual shit to women on TV. Yeah. He was on NFL Network, and uh, Carissa Thompson was on there, mm-hmm. and she looks pretty good. And and the camera went to her. She had her dress on, and Dion was like, "You wearing that dress?" <laughs> 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 like yeah. fuck Dion. Yeah. So he he definitely not and don't matter he in Colorado. He got he likes women, period. Yeah. 
So you could put him anywhere. Mm-hmm. He could be at a, 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 a Puerto Rican college, and Dion would be like, look here, we're going to make a sure Puerto we get. Puerto Rican college. It could be in Puerto Rico. Ay, caramba. Look, yeah, that, I ain't never heard Latinos say that ever. Like no Latino, no set of Latinos. I've never heard him say "acarumba." I only heard Bart Simpson say that. Like, look here, man. Um, it's too many thick Puerto Ricans here. I cannot. I resign. This is hard for me to control myself. So I'm gonna have to. Um, he gonna probably end up at another school with thick people. Thick people. Like man, not even women. You better not go to Hawaii. People here. There'd be a bunch of thick Polynesian women out there. Like, I just can't get away from these thick brown women, man. I got to go to another college, man. He's bouncing around the world, going to different colleges. Sitting in Alaska. There's some thick Eskimos out here. <laughs> in Australia. There's some thick indigenous women out here. There's some thick kangaroos out here. Nigga end up in Korea. I found my place. <laughs> in Korea. Ain't nothing thick out here. <laughs> nothing thick. <laughs> Ain't nothing thick out here. I mean the, the pillows. Video, the pillows at my room, my hotel room, thin as hell. <laughs> I mean the video thick. games is good, but that's about it. That's nothing wild. Thick. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh no, this is just as wild. You might have to. Uh, we had to wrap it up with this next one. What where we at, man? Uh, one twenty four. Yeah, let's wrap it up with this mm-hmm. next one. All right, prime so time. <laughs> <laughs> Your Korea wasn't nothing thick out there, but Japan—that's another story. They got thick Japanese women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I went to Japan. She dropped a bomb on me, <laughs> Hiroshima. <laughs> All right, let's see. Right. An atomic no. The gears is clicking. Atomic. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dion. Like, Dion sounded like he would say something wild if he went to like a Japanese college. Mm-hmm. He's like, shit, it's not so bad for you know dropping a nuclear weapon on it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all still got trees. That's nice, man. That's good. Coach Prime, I'm coming. I'm got- <laughs> he said I'm about to bust <laughs> Look I'm coming I'm letting y'all know in Japan The last time we came out here That wasn't good <laughs> This time it's good <laughs> Nigasaki is- oh. <laughs> Nigasaki Look this ain't 1943 Okay we not on that this time Alright switching gears Brittany Griner uh, recently, basketball player, uh, WNBA player, um, Brittany Griner was released um, from prison in Russia. And here's the story. Brittany Griner arrives in U.S. following her release by a Russian prisoner swap for arms dealer Victor, Victor Bout. Um, Brittany arrived in U.S. early Friday, landing at Kelly Field in San Antonio, Texas. The WNBA star who was held for months in Russian prisons on drug charges, was released Thursday in a one-for-one prison swap for notorious international arms dealer Victor Bout, bringing an end to an ordeal that sparked intense high-level negotiations between the Washington and Moscow to secure her freedom. Roger Carson, the special presidential envoy for Hostage Affairs, tweeted, So happy to have Brittany back on U.S. soil. Welcome home, BG, um, per standard procedure. That's her nickname? Yeah, Brittany Griner, BG. <laughs> Who calling her BG, though? Everybody. <laughs> the baby gangsters. 
<laughs> all right, all right, sorry. I'm trying to read here. Um, per standard procedure, free the U.S. prisoners. Griner was expected to f- quickly undergo a medical evaluation. Uh, President Biden announced Griner's impeding, impending Just return. Her testosterone levels. Yeah, she still had a deep voice when she came back. She's like, I'm so glad to be free. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they was giving her testosterone in there? They was treating her pretty good then. <laughs> Here we give you Russian testosterone. <laughs> She's <getting big> old. <laughs> they was just giving her beef stroganoff and te- and steroids the whole time that she was, was there. Funny, you take Ivan Drago. Take stroganoff. You can fight for Russia if you stay here. <laughs> if you choose to play for Russian basketball, you can stay. <laughs> can you imagine that shit? If she was like a Russian prisoner, but she had to play for the like Russian who? basketball team. Dang, she'd be out there big as hey, a motherfucker. First away game would be against Ukraine. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. She's like, I actually love it out here. It's pretty nice. <laughs> All right. Um, after months of being unjustly detained in Russia, uh, that's ob- that's not very objective. Uh, it was actually just. She broke the law. Um, <laughs> held under intolerable <laughs> circumstances. Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones. And she should have been there all along, Mr. Biden said. This is a day we worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. Uh, CBS News was the first to report the swap, which took place in the United Arab Emirates, uh, citing a U.S. official, five former U.S. officials told CBS News. The agreement was reached last Thursday. The president said he spoke with Griner by phone from the Oval Office, where he was joined by Griner's wife. Uh, Sherelle, Vice President Kamala Harris, and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Um, yeah, okay. Here's my deal, man. Um, I think I think you guys said it in the in the chat. You said like if Joe Biden was a GM, this was a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worst worst trade in WNBA history. <laughs> like my thing is is like I don't think she should have been locked up for ten years. But who am I to determine? Or to say what laws or what rights she should have in another country. They have their set of rules. We got our set of rules here, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't dictate what they do. I know she broke the law, and they said it was unjust, and it's like it's just it within their system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody made a point, and then Joe Rogan also said this too, way before she was released. But he's like, we're trying to get somebody out because they're well known and they can shoot a basketball good in the hoop. But what about the motherfuckers right in our own country? That are locked up on nonviolent offenses, um, and some of those offenses are drug related, and you know, and some of it was marijuana related. There's some people that are still locked up for weed, right here in the United States. But we are literally trading prison, like we're trading a dude that's they call him the Merchant of Death. We're trading him for Brittany Griner. I mean, and here's the thing: there's a guy out there, um, uh, Marine. That I think he had a 25-year sentence. Don't quote me on this. I'll have to find it. But they chose to let him ride out the rest of his sentence. I think that I think that um, this, this current administration became a victim of the moment. And I think they did this because it, it kind of um, – it was a liberal move. You know how conservatives, when, when, when a Republican is in office and they do some shit that's like a real Republican move? This was a very liberal move to get Britney and trade her for the fucking merchant of death. So I don't want to say it was wrong or right. Um, it's just, it's almost like, I don't know. For me, it's like going to In-N-Out Burger. You know, everybody gassing it up, but you get there and the fries is bad. <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I think that um, 
from what I heard, the 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 guy, the merchant of death guy, he was going to get out in a couple years anyways. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like somebody. I think uh, one of the guys on Joe Budden's podcast. It was like they just traded in, they traded in an expiring contract. Like you know, there was it was a veteran. I was about to get out of you know his contract anyways. They just got him for a younger person. So um, I it, it, thinking that way, it you know it it it, it kind of makes sense. Because he was going to get out of prison anyways. But um, I don't like conflating other scenarios in Brittany Griner's situation because mm-hmm. they don't have anything to do with each other. Like getting the one guy that is spending like 25 years in prison out of prison has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. That's not even like maybe there there needs to be work. There also needs to be work done to get him out of prison. I don't even know the circumstances of that situation. But um, in terms of like, getting Brittany Griner out, I think that <clears throat> it doesn't really make sense for her to be in prison for 10 years. It doesn't. For not to having like some some uh, thing. And, and because we know how it played out, we know that it was actually like they were holding her for to get some type of, you know, uh, something in return for Brittany Griner. Not even for the actual crime. Yeah, they're not. Ho- yeah, they're not holding her because <laughs> they, she, they found her, something right? in the plane. It was like, oh, she's a poli- you know, she's a popular yeah, basketball it seems player. As your country likes yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the little bit of THC. Yeah. Lot of lot of steroids for you. <laughs> lot of steroids. Yeah. So I, I just think like I, I don't necessarily like bringing up like all these other scenarios in terms of like getting her out of prison because like I think it was the right thing to do you know I think there there obviously are rules but you know us knowing how it played out we know that they're just they just used it as a tactic to get the arms dealer out of prison a little bit earlier um but I mean I'm I'm happy that she got out of prison because that was that was just see it just didn't it just didn't sit right with me just somebody going down that long you know just because of that like I can understand being in trouble or you know, her having to do something in terms of, I don't know, like some community service or something like that. But her having to sit down for 10 years, that's just wild. I yeah, it. I would have tried to get more out the trade, though. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, give us both. Because you give we, like I said, y'all giving us a bucket getter. We we giving y'all a, a bullet giver. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what, <laughs> what he can do for y'all from a military standpoint and, like, just... Like you say, the merchant of death. All we getting is a basketball player. Yeah. We need the Marine, too, back. However, I did hear about the Marine. This is from, a, um, I have a cousin who's in the military currently who, uh, you know, they research these things. Apparently, that Marine um, was not the best guy in the world. That's what He, that's what he had saying. been, like. Yeah, Way- uh, Waylon? I think it's something Waylon. Yeah, he had been kicked out of, like, I don't know if it was the Army, but he had also mm-hmm. been kicked out of the Marines. And then he also was kicked out of like some police force, mm-hmm. but like he like did like a lot of, but he wasn't like some honorable right uh, yeah marine that we lost in, you know yeah so uh, that could be why they didn't go get him. But we also know that uh, the elections, you know, two years go by fast. Well, really, mm-hmm. it's about to be only a year. I know what you're getting at. So we know that <laughs> these things is coming up, and Brittany, Brittany, the Brittany Griner thing was such a high profile thing and such a popular thing especially to the black community mm-hmm. and things like that, that they know something as simple as making sure Brittany Griner get back home can sway a vote in the direction of Joe Biden. 
you mm-hmm. know, things like that. It's it, it's always a political motivation in my mm-hmm. mind when something just don't really make mm-hmm. sense. Because on paper, <clears throat> it's not necessarily an equal trade. If Brittany Gra- if just me or Keith or Eddie was over there, they're not going to trade no arms dealer for us. <laughs> it, yeah. It's because Brit- – and if Brittany Griner wasn't a player who would make national news – she would have just been sitting. She would have just been sitting there. Mm-hmm. If if she was a bench player at the end of the bench on her same exact team, nobody knew her name. Would nobody say nothing? ESPN wouldn't have talked about it. See, uh, see. Well, it had to go to ESPN first because she's an athlete. Then CNN picks it up, and then now it's national news. So then they go make sure mm-hmm. they go get her for the the mm-hmm. publicity of it, not even to go get her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> it's definitely like some. It's a game. I mean, I, you know, everything is. I think that's uh, like well thought out. Um, I think in terms of like the value, the value of it, like I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some money involved. Like I don't know what would be, you know, comparable in terms draft of like picks. What, what we get out of Russia, <laughs> we get who we get like. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um. Here's some more um, some more information on Paul Whelan. Um, Paul Whelan, 52, is a Marine turned corporate security ex- executive who was convicted of espionage and is serving a 16 year sentence in Russian in a Russian prison. Um, after the four countries, after after a citizen of four countries, excuse me, the United States, Canada, uh, Britain, and Ireland, Whelan was a former security deputy and served several tours in Iraq as an active duty reservist. He was discharged from the Marines for bad conduct in 2008 after being convicted of charges related to larceny, according to military and court records. Uh, Whalen then spent over a decade working as a corporate security expert. At the time of his arrest, he was a, he was corporate security director at Borg Warner, a Michigan-based automotive parts supplier. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't the best cookie in the jar. Um, yeah. But neither was uh, neither was she, right? Yeah. Now yeah. and and we what we like to do is is our morality goes where we see nothing is that big of a deal. Like I mean, she had weed. What's a big deal? Well, it's not a big deal in America, but in other places they will lock you under the prison. There's a girl I forgot her name, but they got her for like smuggling drugs or something, and they blamed her for it, and she's still in prison, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get her out. It's not. I forgot where. It's not in Russia. I can't remember where it was. But it was a massive case. Mm-hmm. This happened well over ten years ago. So it's like, dude, they don't play about this shit, man. You, you, you got to know if you're gonna go over there, you better be smoking what they got over there, or just don't do it. Yeah, and follow the bro. The the, the punishments ain't the same. Mm-mm. You got to know, like, bro. If I if I I can still at home, and it's just gonna be a conversation and maybe a little. Holding the holding tank, they let me go. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Over there, you can't get mad when you get caught stealing. They cut your whole damn arm off. Yeah, man, you they're not playing. So you got to know where you at and know, like, man, I'm not at home. That's anything. Just be like, bro, I'm not at home. Even if you go to another city and you in some type of hood or something, bro, I'm not at home. Let me mm-hmm. behave by the rules of this area I'm in. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Before I get myself killed. Exactly. Like. Let me out of here, man. I'm Coach Prime, man. You can't be having me in no <laughs> Russian prison, man. <laughs> no, they're going to get Coach Prime that week. Man, these <laughs> Russians thick, man. You can't be having me in any <laughs> thick Russians, man. <laughs> I'm trying to coach my football team. I got a bunch of young men that need me in the United States, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Coach Prime, we, 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 we have to have you here. You cannot, cannot leave. 
<laughs> like, look, man, I'm tired of eating these noodles every day, man. All you got is beef uh. stroganoff, man. <laughs> Russia tried to get Coach Prime to run their military for World War II. <laughs> we seen what you could do with the black college. How, what can you do with the military? <laughs> A lot. We give- United States, I'm coming. <laughs> we I'm give you <laughs> we give you as many rocket launcher as you need. We give you rocket launcher. <laughs> like, man, I, what am I gonna do with this rocket launcher, man? I, I just throw footballs, man. I don't throw rocket launchers, man. Yeah, these rocket launchers thick. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh man, what am I gonna do with this flamethrower, man? Come on, man. Give it to one of my boys. <laughs> you know what's funny? I seen this video of Deion Sanders and uh, his son come in there and he like, yo, like pops, I want, I need some money, I want to go shopping, and he like, where you trying to go? Like, what you, what you trying to buy? And then he said some designer like, it's a Balenciaga, like I want some Balenciaga shoes or something like that. And he was like, what for that much? And he was like, no, nah, you good? And then he threw him like some shirts. And it was like the earn your leisure shirts. <laughs> and they, were, they were still in the bag. Like, and the kids didn't even know. I don't even think they ever heard of earn your leisure. And they was like, and the one kid kept it. He was like, no, nah, this is a clean shirt. I'm going to keep this. And then oh my God. his son was like, man, I ain't wearing that. Oh, that's funny. That's the thing that sucks about it if you're trying. Like, let's say, for example, we got some nice merch here, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say we ran into some really rich person. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, man, I, we don't want to, you know, we don't want anything. We just wanted to give you some podcast merchandise man and they pull out the hat they're like oh thanks man I, I give it to my security yeah they exactly. ain't never gonna wear that no, shit so yeah Deion Sanders ain't wearing that it's like, I oh. mean unless you have ran into Adam Sandler he might put your stuff on Adam yeah. Sandler be wearing stuff <laughs> wearing that they said like random too. fans it's like random fans would give him like a t-shirt and he'd, the, he'd have it on in the interview on Jimmy Kimmel the mm-hmm. thing about Adam man he's built a reputation of like r- popping up at parks yeah and playing hoop and like just playing hoop and not like want to be found out. And the motherfucker drive a old ass truck. Really? Yeah. Oh man, Adam man, Sandler so drives money. Adam Sandler, man, he. I think Adam got at least probably be around at least hundred million. Yeah, I, I, it might be more than that because you got to think he was he was uh, producing, writing, acting in a lot of those movies. You know that uh, Happy something, not Happy Gilmore. I don't know if that's the name. Is that the name of the production company? Yes, he was in that movie. No, not the movie. I'm talking about the production company. Four hundred twenty million. I was I was looking it up too. Four hundred twenty million is his network. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean he got a Netflix deal right now. Like you know, I think he's that movie he came out with. uh, What was it called? The basketball movie. Mm -hmm. Damn it, I forgot what it's called. That's the best basketball movie I've ever seen. Really? Oh my god, you got to watch it. And I've seen it. I feel like a dick. I don't. I don't know if that's the best basketball that movie is, I've seen. To me, I think it was a good movie though. Uh, what you putting above it? Um, Wait, what's the movie called? I forgot. I think I'm Coach Carter might be a better. Loving, Hell no. Loving basketball is the best basketball no. movie. Loving no, basketball is good. Um, why does Mike smell like syrup? I don't know. Smell syrup on here. Somebody's had some syrup on their hands or something. You're the only one I use that that little. The what? You're the only one that use the the little phone. They don't use a phone thing on there. I don't know what's going on. I didn't put. It was already on when I got here. This nigga didn't listen to anything I just said. What? I say you're the only one that uses that phone. No, I okay. I know, but I don't. I don't know. Do they use different mics or? They don't use the uh, 
they take the thing off. Yeah, the just, pop filter off. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, this was still on. I didn't put it on when I got here. Mm-hmm. You say you're the only one to use it. I'm like, okay. But I just start smelling, smelling maple syrup. Mm-hmm. So have you been eating pancakes in here? Because mm-hmm. the microwave is right over here to the right. <laughs> no, I haven't ate pancakes. You sure, here. man? Mm-hmm. Shit, you sure it ain't like in your hair or something like that? Yeah. All right, Keith. What's the name of the movie? I'm looking it up right now. It's called Hustle. Oh, Hustle. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. I love it. I love it. It To me, it it like it's like <clears throat> it's a basketball movie that you would probably see in the 90s. Yeah. You know, Queen Latifah is his wife in the movie and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Loving basketball is just tough. Loving basketball is a drama. I, I really want, want, want to consider it a basketball film. It's more of like a drama, like a love story. And then it's corny as a motherfucker. If you go back and watch it now. I did. Like two weeks ago. That's like my favorite movie. That's his favorite. You can't, oh you're not going to be able to tell him nothing. God. <laughs> this yeah. Nigga, this nigga was, you watching a rom-com basketball movie? I thought Hustle was good. Hey, it, it just, I think that. I gotta watch Hustle. Now. Good. Okay, I've <clears throat> I've grew up watching like basketball basketball movies. So back when I was coming up, Hoop Dreams was more of a documentary, but it was a huge basketball film. Uh, Blue Chips with Shaq. That was another hoop movie, and it was good. But it, to me, it's not better than Hustle. Then another basketball movie, White Man Can't Jump. That was a great movie. That's, that's one. Of the, that was a good movie. That's one of the better. White Man Can't, White Man can't Jump. One of the better. And that was not. Movies. It was like unorganized bat. Mm-hmm. Or it was or. It wasn't like NBA college. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. you know they were just playing on the street. Yep, the other that was a good movie. The other hoop movie, one of their best movie hoop <coughs> movies of all time, uh, 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 with Tupac. God damn it, above the rim, above the rim, above the rim was one good. of the best basketball movies. He ever. got game. He got game is up he there. He got game was, was half of it was good. Yeah, because Ray Allen is a his terrible acting actor. was terrible. <laughs> He's a terrible. Ray Allen was like, "Why are you even here right now? I don't <laughs> like you, man." He's like, "Bro, hey, unpopular opinion, but Space Jam." <laughs> oh, Space Jam is definitely one of the best Space basketball Jam movies ever. One. Space Jam. Oh, fuck yeah. If we want to go to a top five, top five to me, Space Jam's on there. Hustle is on there. Um, White Man Can Jump's on there. Um, fuck. Love uh, basketball not going to crack your top five? Huh? I said Love and Basketball not going to crack your top five? Fuck no. Holy. I'm going to tell you when I slept on, but I'm going to let you finish. I'll go ahead. The six man. Oh, niggas. Oh, man. Six man. man. Six man is good, bro. Nah, man. <laughs> you tripping, mm-hmm. dog. You tripping, man. Antoine, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that great. This is a good one. Uh, like, no, I got Like Mike. my hell top. No. Bro, like no. Mike hell in there, bro. No. Coach Carter. Mm-mm. Space Jam. Wait, Coach Carter not in your top five, Eddie? No. Coach <sighs> Carter. What? <laughs> Coach Carter is Coach Carter is the, the one. Like, first of all, you got like really good. Everybody in there is an elite actor. Like, you got a young Channing Tatum in there. Yeah. You got, um, uh, what's his name? The the mixed kid with the curly hair. Not kid, he older. Yeah. The Puerto Rican kid. Yeah. yeah. He in there. He in every movie is the same Puerto Rican dude. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in there. Um, the, what's the young light skinned dude that was his son? I know what you're talking yeah. about. And to top it off, it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, up in the Bay Area. So, all right, I think I've kind of refined my list. I'll say Hustle's definitely on there. Um, uh, White Man Can't Jump on there. Mm-hmm. Above the Rim's on there. Above the Rim. Um, Hoop Dreams is on there. If uh, It's no particular order. And then it's one more that I just had in my mind right now. 
you but actually you might actually have to put <laughs> oh no no hoosiers i need to say that <laughs> hoosiers is, is that is one of those so that's my what top is the, five um what is the movie it's now it, it's um el paso but it was about the black kids that went to uh they went to it's like tech it was like texas western or something like that what mm. it was the first it was like the first black like pat riley is in the movie he went to kentucky and stuff like um i forget the name of the movie but it's about the first like they they recruited a bunch of black kids to play at texas western at the time now it's out uh now it's uh, University of El Paso, or it's, now it's UTEP. It used to be oh. like Texas Western or something like that. It's like a Disney movie, oh, but I haven't um, seen it. Yeah, it's like the fir- all you know the first black the Mighty Ducks. But in the movie, oh. they got like Pat Riley and a, a bunch of people like that when they played the national championship and won. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I forgot. I have to look it up. When it comes to baseball, I got that that sewed up. Like the best baseball movies ever. What's that? You got okay. Sandlot, yeah, definitely. That's on the list. If we're gonna go five, we only could go five. Sandlot is one. Field of Dreams is another one. And this one's gonna piss people off, but it's definitely one of my favorite baseball movies ever. Glory Road. Sorry, that's the name of the movie. Oh, I've heard that. I haven't Mm. watched it, but I heard that's good. Mm. Glory Hole. Glory (laughs) Road. Oh my God! What the fuck? (laughs) Finish this baseball list. I'm coming. Because if if Eddie leave one of these out, I'm leaving. (laughs) Okay. Top baseball five baseball, movies. top five baseball movies ever. Um, Sandlot's definitely on there. Field of Dreams is definitely on there. Um, one that nobody really talks about, or they should, is A League of Our Own. That's a great fucking movie. Is that with the girls? There's no crying in baseball. With, uh, uh, fucking Tom Hanks and all that. Yeah, that was a great fucking movie. Um, then you've got, believe it or not, Major League. Remember that? Mm-mm. I, I was at uh, Stephen. Uh, what's the black dude's name? Huh? Wesley Snipes. No. What's that movie he in? Which one are you talking about? He's in a movie. Wesley Snipes in a movie with uh, the white dude. It's from Two and a Half Men or something like that. Um, he got herpes. Tra- Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. He has AIDS. A- AIDS. Yeah. He what gave mo- him a lesser STD. Well, I'm not. <laughs> this nigga you got to help him out. Curable, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no medicine for what he got. <laughs> Don't ever diminish that man STD. Yeah, he got that. He's full blown AIDS, brother. Um, he was in. You know what I'm talking about? He was in Major League. Major League. Okay, that's what uh, Charlie Sheen was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's four. And then there's another one. Oh my God! I already said Sandline. Just said that. And just said okay. Um, I, I I'm not. Some people would have it on their five, but I'm not going to have Angels in the Outfield. I'm not going to have that. Angels in the Outfield. We ain't doing that. That movie low-key trash. Yeah, it is low-key trash. <laughs> he flying with a baseball. It's like, man, only in the 90s could you get away with that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. What's mm. yours? What's yours? Bro, Hardball is top five. Hardball. Oh, about fuck. Hardball. Was that with who? Hardball number one. Who was sure. in that one? Uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan as a kid. Michael B. Jordan was in um, there. What is Keanu Reeves the coach? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu is Reeves is the oh, coach. That's a good the wait, 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 stop, stop. My last movie that I gotta add on there. Uh the <laughs> last movie that I add on mine is Bad News Bears. Oh, hmm. Bad News Bears. The original. The original. Uh, the original. I, I don't know if I've ever watched Hardball watched, gotta be in there though. I watched the original Bad News Bears. The, both of them are good. Yeah. Hardball is like baseball coach Carter. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Low key. Some kids from the hood. Yeah, that was a good one. 
Okay. Bad News Bears is good. I like that. I like that style of comedy because the kids is in there cussing and like you know. Yeah, but even nineteen seventy six, that was a good fucking movie, man. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. And, and the new one is Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. right? And then the old one is Harbaugh had a good song too with uh, Sammy Look, and you Lil. Call me Big pa- oh. Strike one, this one. Lil Wayne was in there. All the Lil's. It was Lil Zane, Lil Bow Wow. Everybody, but I think Lil Romeo. Yeah, Lil Romeo wasn't in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I fucking blew it. I got to take one of these movies off. What's that? One of these baseball movies I got to take off because I got to put 42 on there. Oh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta take one of them off. I think I have major league. That's gotta come off. Okay, maybe at the end of what about football? Let's go to the football movie. Football, that's gonna be. <laughs> remember the Titans, yeah, number remember. one. Not football. No. You got some legit. Yeah, you got some other ones that we ain't talking about. But see, my thing is because I'm a little older than you guys, I'm gonna know some movies, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is that?" Shit, shout them out. Okay, I'm counting Best Man Holiday. As a football movie, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> in this Christmas movie. This nigga be on his period when he picked the movie, man. <laughs> that nigga be eating ice cream and watching. Now, remember the Titans got to... To me, remember the Titans got to be close to the top. Yes, it definitely is. That was a great movie. Okay, um, so football movies, um, Any Given Sunday is on there. Definitely. Um, uh, uh, remember, remember the Titans definitely on there. Radio. Um. Friday Night Lights is definitely on there. Yeah. I couldn't remember if that was a show or a movie, but I thought Both. that was. I thought Both. That too. Yeah. yeah. That Both. popped in my head too, though. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. So that's that's three right there. Um, and then, holy smokes. Okay. What's that movie with The Rock where he was like the coach? Oh, the, nah. like, little, I'm, I'm not, not saying Are you putting Longest Yard in there? We were just talking about Adam Sandler. I was about to put that in there. Longest Yard, the Longest original Yard. or the newer one? There's the, two of them. I've only seen the newer one. The, the, the original comedy. The original one was with um, Robert. No, no. Um, what's your name? I'm thinking Robert Redford. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Burt mm-hmm. Reynolds is in the original, mm-hmm. so I, I'll put either or. But I'll probably go with the old one. It was a really good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Burt was actually a really good athlete. So that's four. And then the other football movie. Fuck. That's tough. Football. What is some good football movies? I've pretty much said them. Oh, oh, my fifth one. You guys probably won't know it, but it's uh, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. <clears throat> nah, I never heard of that. Yeah, yeah I never heard of that. Have, it, it, that movie literally had Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. It's the first movie that they did together. Mm-hmm. I think they did two or three movies Wesley together. Wesley Snipes been in every athletic movie. Jesus. He done, done, he done fought and all kind of stuff. I would say for, I think Friday Night Lights might be my 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 number one. It was just like when when I think about like movies like that, like the football got to be believable, and yeah. then the emotion of the movie it got to like it got to like really take you there. It, Seeing it, those kids in Texas, especially like growing up, I'm like, dang, Texas football is crazy. Like, and then they lost yeah. at the end. It didn't like end on a you know a good. A good yeah. I, what I love, I like, I really like um, Friday Night Lights because. <clears throat> James Vanderbeek really sold being a quarterback in that movie. Yeah, yeah. James nah, Vanderbeek. remember when uh, was name Booby Booby? He got he got hurt and he couldn't play in the game. Yeah, and he was just like I think coach told him to sit out and he was just so emotional like, and that's the dude that played. Uh, but we took P Diddy. We're taking two different. What's his name? 
Hold on, dude. They're both the same name. Friday Night Lights. And Any Given Sunday, right? No, 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 no. Friday Night Lights is two separate things. One of them has James Vanderbeek, and the other one is a completely different movie. It's two Friday Night Lights? Yeah, I believe so. The one no, I'm no. Talk- Wait. The one I'm talking yeah. about has Billy Bob Thornton as a head coach. Which one are you talking about? You might be Billy talking Bob about Thornton. Sh- you talking about baseball, man. No. He's a coach. Billy Bob Thornton was on Bad News Bears as the coach. As a, that was a baseball movie. Look at the um, I'm if I'm tripping. Any I'm given tripping. Sunday if is I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Yeah. Al Pacino. Is he's it Al right pa- here? What are you talking about? Hold on. Yeah, he's a coach. He's literally right here. And that's on that's on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Okay, Friday Night Lights. But Friday Night Lights, what's the movie with James Vanderbeek? It has to be Friday Night Lights. You might be talking about the show or something. I don't no, know. the movie. This it's a movie. Hold on. Just put in James Vanderbeek. The okay. coach, I mean, the quarterback in there is uh uh Lucas Black. I'm tripping. I'm getting it all wrong. Varsity Blues. Oh, mm. yeah. Varsity Blues came out in 99. I'm tripping. Derek so, Luke is the guy that. Yeah, got, so I'm got tripping. In, I got it uh, fucked up. <laughs> so it's Varsity Blues, Any Given Sunday, Friday Night Lights. Um, you remember the Titans. The long, remember Do you the remember Titans? Friday Night Lights? Huh? You remember the movie? Yes, I remember, I remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, maybe The Longest Yard is the fifth one. Yeah. Damn, there's some really good football movies out there. Yeah, basketball one, base baseball. That's that's a tough one too. But Sandlot's definitely on there. Sandlot for sure. That fucking dog. Sandlot forty two. Big Bambino. And, uh, there's there's certain movies I could watch over and over again, and I could literally just sit there and watch them. And that's one of them. Sandlot, Sandlot for sure. Yeah. Sandlot's one I could re. It's the rewatch value is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that, um, the Lion King's another one I could watch a lot. Um, another one, the one that I has the most. The movie that I, the single movie that I've watched the most in my entire life, Forrest Gump. I've watched Forrest yeah. Gump more than it's one of the best movies ever. It is. It's, I get a I get new stuff in that movie. That's top ten. Really? Forrest mm-hmm. Gump top ten, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Movie, like he take movies, you on a whole adventure. Yeah, we went through, we went with, with, like going through a whole rabbit hole right now. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should add like a top five segment at the end of every top, <laughs> five. <laughs> top five. Whatever would be one yeah. thing. Top five. I yeah. that'd be. Different. I can't even tell you the single best movie I've, that exists or that I've ever seen because you don't I got would, a fa- you don't got a favorite. I wouldn't say the best because the best is like it's kind of it could be something that's like oh this is an amazing movie but I actually watch Lion King more. Or something the, yeah, like that. the best is different than your favorite because I don't mm-hmm. think the Love and Basketball is my favorite movie. I don't think it's the best movie. It's your yeah. favorite movie. Yeah, but that's oh my but it's God. also a lot to do with like it's hard to let go of your favorite movie when it's been your favorite movie for a long time. Yeah, wow. But there, there, some movies jump into your t- like I brought up Best Man Holiday earlier when I first seen that I seen it in theaters mm-hmm. and I felt like it was a a great movie. But I was looking at stuff like from a writing standpoint, they had complete control of the audience. They made mm-hmm. us laugh when they wanted us to, and then. The very next minute, the audience was crying because I remember mm-hmm. sitting there in the theaters, and I was like, "These are crying." And then the very next moment, Terrence Howard got you laughing, and that's a great cast of black actors. Come <laughs> on, man! Come on, man! Come on, and man! I, and I don't really see Terrence Howard in comedic roles that often. He was yeah. the comedic relief, mm-hmm. so I felt like that was, especially for a sequel. I feel like it's a great movie, mm-hmm. but Fuck. it's not the best movie ever. But that is one that I think is a great movie. Oh man. 
That Jazz Man Blues I told you about on Netflix, the Tyler Perry movie, is a good movie to me, too. Is Boys in the Hood a football movie? Hold up. You just said it. One of my favorite movies of all time, Boys in the Hood, for sure. Yeah. Boys, Boys in the Hood, is, is, is it's definitely cracked my top five. Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society, they right there on hey, that five. Which Fri- one's better? You know why Friday, Fuck. You, I don't know. You know why Friday has to be one of the best movies ever, at least in the black community? There's not a single movie with more quotables. Every single scene has quotables. Yes. From, from, yeah. I watched Friday as an adult. I was like, bro, we copy every single scene of this movie, at least yeah. a line. Yeah. The, and it, you know what's funny is the age gaps, like everyone has seen that movie. Anybody from yeah. the age, from fucking, man. I, you know, I'm going to go out and say anybody from around the age of 18 to probably up to 50 or yeah. older has seen that movie. And they talk about like how much money Ice Cube did it with, like how little money he did it with. Yeah, it's I feel like the movie like wouldn't have been I feel like the movie wouldn't have been as good as it was with with the big budget. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it was because how he had to do it was that Yeah, was a, your constraints is yeah. Yeah. That was a great yeah. movie. Yeah. But you, it's all, it's um just that the in that era they are like you said, the reason why it came out the way it did is because I only got five million dollars. And Ice Cube is—he's just a writer. It's not like he did like the yeah. directing and stuff. But it's like, okay, I'm gonna get F. Gary Gray, who was like directed straight out of Compton and all these things in the future. But back then, he's like a—I don't know what he was doing then. Then you got uh, DJ Pooh, who's also like a know, writer, great wrote yeah. the Wash great writer, and things like that. And then you got—I'm um, gonna go to the—I'm gonna go to the comedy club. I'm gonna go to the comedy store. I'm gonna go to all these different spaces and see like who's really making people laugh in oh, here. Put and I'm going to put them in the dudes and I'm going to put these dudes in a movie. And it just like, it was just like lightning in a bottle. And Ice Cube, <clears throat> Cedric the Entertainer said Barbershop uh, put him in a different stratosphere. Cause before that said, hadn't got a huge movie role to where he stood out. So when I heard that, I was like, dang, we always think about that's later. We always true. think about how Cube put on uh Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Tucker, Mike Epps, Cat Williams. And you forget about, like, damn, he kind of, from a movie standpoint, put on Cedric the Entertainer, too. I didn't and, know that, yeah. you know, all these different people. So Ice Cube, it, for that, is just, like, to, the, the ability to scout talent. That's is crazy. Because cra- without him going to get Chris Tucker, we don't even get. So Friday is already one of the greatest, like, series ever. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, one, two, and three, good. Right. Pick, pick your favorite, whatever. But then you get Chris Tucker from that series, and then he goes on to be able to do Rush Hour. Rush Hour still got awesome. him rich to this day. Yeah, yeah, and that's also one of the greatest series ever. But we don't get Rush Hour without – or we don't get Chris Tucker for Rush Hour without Cube going to a comedy club movie. and getting him yeah. for Friday. Mm-hmm. I think – and I'll leave, it at, I'll leave it at this, but I think another movie that cracks my top five is Terminator 2 mm. because that, that type of CGI had not been seen since Bro. that movie – and they did a really. When I go back and watch it, they did a really good fucking job. Terminators ahead. It of still time. holds up because there's some movies I watch with the CGI. I'm like, oh fuck no! Like well, it's, it's James Cameron. I don't know if he did number two, but James Cameron is like he's he did the Avatar. Oh, so the way his brain yeah. works around was like he, CGI was, is like different. Arnold did a movie. Have you guys seen The Sixth Day? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay, it's about like. The clones and stuff. So I was wondering did James Cameron do that movie because mm. it seems like Arnold's movies was always like that, like kind of ahead of their time a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, what was the movie? Uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Have you seen Total Recall? Uh, I may have. 
Yeah. Is, that like a, is that a military movie? No. Okay, I haven't seen that. Then. Yeah, that came out in like 92 probably. Yeah. But yeah, Total Recall is a good movie, man. Um, But yeah, Terminator 2 did a really good job with that CGI, especially mm-hmm. like when he had the shotgun and he shot that dude and he split open mm-hmm. yeah. and you see all that liquid shit coming out and then he healed back. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is, this is different. And yeah. then even now when I watch it, like it just looks really good. Yeah, it's yeah. funny you mentioned Terminator because I was thinking earlier, like they getting these robot cops in San Francisco. I was like, they got to be bringing Arnold back as governor. <laughs> That's the only way he's gonna say. He was even being governor, he was ahead of his time. He'd be like, yeah. "Pull over your car now! <laughs> Pull over your car right now!" Yeah, look, man, I'm Coach Prime. I'm just trying to talk <laughs> to these kids, man. You got. God damn the governor thick. <laughs> Dion, get out of the car right now. <laughs> Head to the chopper. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to add that top five because we could go on and on with top fives. You got to add yeah, that so too. many top fives. I think my favorite movie is either The Lion King or I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah, they did a fucked up job with the CGI in that movie. Hmm. I mean, that's yeah. It's, it was See, two, that's early two thousand, but like it wasn't early two thousand. That was late, not two thousand. Two thousand what nine? That, yeah, that's late. That's good enough to fix that fucked up CGI. Yeah, that's fine. But the, <laughs> the script—that's the way like, Keith deflects. He just insulting our favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean the CGI is what it is. But like, uh, you know, that's, that's whatever. But uh, like, just being able for Will Smith. Literally just being in the movie by itself. Like, he the only one that's actually hey, talking in the movie. I think that's, you mentioned, like, crazy. You mentioned Lion King. Lion King might be the greatest Disney movie ever, but when it comes to them going live action, Aladdin had uh, Lion King beat. It's some great... When it comes to... Like, there's certain <laughs> movies that people don't talk about, whether it's in their top five, ten, whatever, is, like, that original Predator movie with fuck Not Predator. The original Aliens movie with Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. That was a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. The way that the alien came out and then another fucking alien came out of that mouth. Mm-hmm. That shit, nobody had seen that. Yeah. That was different. Are you man. a Star Wars fan? No. Nah, I just, I don't get it. Like, and maybe, Me maybe neither. I'll get it one day, but I just, I just, I've don't never get been it. a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Nah. I've seen a couple of the later ones in theater and stuff, but I just never really got, I never understood the hype. Shit, I'm probably more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars. Mm. I have seen one of the, one of the Star Treks came out in theaters when I was. Uh, I will say, you know what? For sure, I'm more. We got we got to wrap it up. We just blabbing. I would have to. I would say, uh, I'm more of a Star Trek guy because in the '90s they had the best like series TV show. Mm-hmm. At because at, Star Wars only had a movie series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Trek had a actual. TV series with mm-hmm. Captain Picard and mm-hmm. and Data mm-hmm. and they had uh this thing they called it a a, a Klingon and it had a fucking the wrinkled forehead mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah the, the, the early nineties man Star Trek will have some good shit on there that was a really good show mm-hmm. and then I, they had that black dude the black dude that had the fucking yeah. visor mm-hmm. he used to be on Reading Rainbow oh yeah and shit. that guy what's I forget dude's name I forgot his name mm-hmm. but yeah he, he was, was uh, to- Toby <laughs> yeah he was Toby Kunta. too he played a slave. Kunta. He played a slave yeah. and a fucking uh, Star Trek uh, employee. Yeah, my mm. man had range. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I remember Star Trek being only a show. When did the the movie came out? Like mid two thousands, also, right? Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like okay. that. I'm not, yeah, something I like seen that. the movie in theater. I was like, I didn't the, even watch the show. I don't the know same guy thinking. that was a captain in the nineties played Professor X. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, man. 
right. Well, it looks like we reached uh, the end point of this podcast, man. Um, some people are going to be like, man, I wish y'all would have talked about more top fives, man. I'm just curious what you guys would have known. But, yeah. you know, if we reach the time where we're going to have to hang it up. It's mm-hmm. an endless amount of top fives. I know, so. man, for sure. On the next episode, we'll talk about the top five running backs in college football history. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's who, man. I was going to say Reggie Bush, OJ Simpson, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, Reggie's in a league of his own there. The Kardashians mm-hmm. have dealt with. Never mind. <laughs> I take all the Kardashians down right now. Starting with the mama. Kardashians dealt with two out of the top five. Which mama? Chris Gender is. Oh, fuck. Chris <laughs> Gender? Chris Gender. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Oh. Uh, shit, I don't know about y'all, but Kayla been looking kind of <laughs> thick lately. Is everything thick to Dion? Kayla got a fat ass, shit. She can come play for Colorado right now. She can enter that portal right now. <laughs> All right, folks. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. Boy, K. Fings. I'm DJ. And we're out of here, man. Peace.